the Urban Binge Radio Podcast, where we discuss viral topics, hot jams, new artists, fun, and informative interviews and conversations. This is your new stop for the hottest trend in urban culture news. Two shows, one podcast, The Urban Binge Show and Sunday Flow Show powered by The Urban Binge. The Urban Binge Radio Podcast. Listen anywhere podcast can be heard. This 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 is the Urban is Binge the Radio. Sunday This 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 is the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday flow.
This 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 is the end of things radio.
This 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 is the Urban Vintage Radio. Thunderflow.
Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Rico Bellucci, your host. This is episode nine of the Sunday Flow Show, the second to the last episode. The second to the last episode, and then we are done. Um, I love doing this show. It is a lot of editing, so sometimes it's a little bit, um, you know, when I'm approaching the editing portion of this show, it's um, a little feet dragging and procrastination because that's the part that is... um, you know, a lot more time consuming um, and it's not so fun, um, you know, and it, it, not to say that it's not fun, but it's not um, it's just time consuming, it, you know, sitting there typing, using the mouse, um, sitting on your butt the entire time. It feels like, oh, when is this going to be over? So that's what I mean by um, time consuming. And you may feel like uh, I want to get up from here. Anyway, again, I say thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Sunday Flow Show. Um, if I don't get to say it on episode 10, I want to let you guys know how much I appreciate you right now for um, tuning in. Um, I thank you guys so much. Um, anyway, that was J Moss, Rush On It, and B Slade, Trust Theory. Um, yeah, I know. I use a lot of B Slade. Um, B Slade actually recently got upset with me, and I'm not going to even talk too much about it, but he got upset. He um, Hopefully we can mend things. Things are not quite mended from his side, I guess, but I am apologetic if I offended or hurt anyone in any way. Um, I may have stepped on his toes unintentionally, which he is aware that it's unintentional, Um, but I think he's just emotional, very emotional about certain things. So I may have, um, you know, kind of stepped on his toes unintentionally, um, and that is totally my mistake. I did not mean to um, step on B Slade's toes. If anybody know me, know that I love B Slade. And it was a situation between B Slade, myself, and Larry Reed. And I got thrown in the mix um, mistakenly, um, trying to um, bring the two together. Um, and B Slade wasn't too fond of that. Uh, so me and Larry had a meeting after that. And um, I've now, you know, I know my place. B Slade does not want any type of dealing with Larry Reed. And, um, you know, I, I kind of uh, probably messed up trying to connect the two, not knowing that B Slade's feeling was so strong against Larry Reed's whole body of work, what he do and what he stand for, period. He just not with Larry Reed at all. And so that was my mistake. And I love B Slade and I love Larry to death. Um, but B Slade is not fond of me befriending a person he is not fond of. So I think that's where we're still stuck in a, a bad space at because I think B Slade is just he said to me that he feels like he's gonna he's second guessing me because i'm friends with someone like larry and i think that no matter where larry was in his life and no matter where larry is now i like larry reed i love larry reed i love where he is i love where he stands and um every all of his opinions and everything you know how just how he is period um so yeah um anyway speaking of larry reed let's get into this larry reed joint right here that um you know i meant to put on here so i'm gonna play this larry reed joint right here that i've never played before i actually heard it the other day and it was pretty good it's called black magic larry reed promoted the hell out of this song i think he liked this song more than he likes the carlton pearson song that he just recently did if you guys haven't heard it make sure you go check out carlton pearson song but this is larry d reed absolutely with his absolutely great song um that i really like if you guys haven't heard it it is called black magic by larry reed and it kind of speaks to um this season of sunday flow and this episode and, and many other episodes that we've done um which is just talking about um your african roots and um your your black skin having magic to it not not just everybody white got power um they may have power when they walk into the bank 
and when they walk um, into Chick-fil-A and stuff like that, but they don't have the power or the magic that black people have. We have magic. We have a power. And not only that, it speaks to the ancestors who they say was doing magic and, and witchcraft and rituals. Not witchcraft. Let me not say that, but rituals and stuff like that. And the thing is, witches have taken black magic, uh, witchcraft, all of these words, and they've made it their own um, many centuries ago. And I think that the, the thing is, magic was being done in the Bible days. Um, you can consider it magic if you think about the definition of magic. Um, but it's deep. I don't even want to go into all that. It's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Um, but here is Larry D. Absidorn Lube. Eh, Absidorn Black Magic right here on the Urban Binge Sunday Flow Show on the Urban Radio Podcast. <laughs> This 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 is the Urban Binge Radio.
This, this, this is the Unzen Radio. Sunday Flood. That was Larry Dootley Reed. Absodon Dootley, eh. Absodon Dootley, eh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Absodon Dootley. Yeah, that was um very. Uh, I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. So Drusador, Drusador, I know a lot of Sunday Flow Show people and a lot of people here on my channel. Period. Watch um um Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know you guys are fans of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Not only that, you probably found this channel or this podcast because I review, we review uh Real Housewives of Atlanta and all of the things um um beneath it. Merit to Medicine, Portia Family Matters, SWB and Escape, Candy. Um you know um girl strip all of that kind of stuff so um of course we are very interested in the lives of the housewives of atlanta um not so much potomac we love those ladies too and people always ask us to uh review that show review love and hip-hop we watch but we do not review we have strong opinions and feelings about it if only you guys knew and could hear you'll be surprised but we do not spew them out we don't say them we just keep them to ourselves and you know literally to ourselves here in the house we talk about that stuff uh, but recently, as you guys know, Drew Sedora and Ralph Pittman raced each other to the courts to divorce. Um, and so not only that, Mimi um, recently came out and made some subliminal um, messages as if um, maybe her ex Ty Young had been sleeping with Drew Sedora or maybe they had some type of relationship that was beyond friendship is what it was giving. It was giving she was kind of trying to hint at um, Ty or Drew is a marching uh, carpet muncher. And again, I don't even know why the word is carpet muncher. I, you know, if you don't like the word fish, then why would you like carpet? Why would you want your vagina to be referred to as carpet? I never understood that. It's what? Because of the hair, it's called carpet muncher. But women call it that? Oh, you better know housewife. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. Wait, what kind of kiss? Tongue kiss? Yes. I never would have pictured Portia as a carpet muncher. She want to eat you till you come? <laughs> wow, I'm surprised Sheree said that. I'm totally surprised Sheree said that. I'm definitely, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on game now. So women do use that, but you can't use the word fish to refer to your vagina, but we can use the word um, carpet muncher to refer to it. Okay, 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 I guess, I guess. So they race each other to the courts. Um, Mimi Klein is kind of subliminally claiming that Ty Young and Drew Sedora might have had a relationship that um, surpassed, you know, friendship. I don't know. I would have never imagined Drew Sedora to be um, a carpet muncher. Um, but apparently Mimi feels that way. Here's what I said in my Rico Live. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit that thumbs up, and hit that bell so you can be notified every time I go live. But here's what I said with my Rico Live, and excuse me if there's any curse words. Listen to this. Drew Sadora and Ralph Pittman racing one another to the goddamn courts. Okay, um, I'm not surprised that these two have broken up. I'm totally not surprised. You know, not vocalize how I felt in the sake of keeping peace. And I stopped saying how I felt because I was afraid of that wrath, you know? <laughs> I had to let go of those expectations. Okay. What was that? See, like, like you look like you're about to cry. How that wasn't even real. It's like you're fine just sleeping in Makai's room. I am. The whole reason for me doing the dinner in the first place is to make sure that you felt like a queen. And I felt like you stood in my face. You didn't tell me you went to the Lions and you had two Long Islands just by yourself? Two Long Islands? I went out with my boy. What are you talking about? That rap is so serious. 
I apologize if I ever made you feel like you need to suppress your voice. And even now, I'm like feeling myself walking on eggshells because I'm like, I don't want to ruin the night. Please. Sometimes I probably just do too much. You know, and I probably should not do this. He puts me on tumble drive. But really, Drew should never been going through my cell phone to begin with. Doing stuff for you is not the move. I regret doing this. Drew Sedora and Ralph Pittman. I'm not surprised at this divorce. Um, I saw it coming. Um, and sometimes I feel for Ralph. Um, sometimes I really feel for him because he's an Aquarius. And um, as you know, I know I say it all the time. I know I'm an Aquarius. And um, it just makes me really understand him um, sometimes. Sometimes I, I can really truly understand um, where he's coming from and and um, you know why he feels the way he feels um, although a lot of people may not Kenya Moore knows she does too she just want to hate on the damn boy hate on anybody who got a better relationship than she do because she ain't got one at all so of course she want to hate but um, saw this happening I'm totally surprised at the things that she's alleging she's alleging abuse she's alleging cheating I'm not surprised by that um, but she's alleging that he was taking her money um, and so I don't know if she's being exaggerant or if she's being serious. The news first broke that Ralph, um, you guys probably already know that Ralph um, went and divorced her. And then the news was cleared up because Drew called him like, hold up, get it right. Okay. I divorced his ass first. Not he divorced me first. I divorced him. Go look at the papers. Go pull him up. I divorced him an hour before he went and go divorce me with his petty ass or whatever. I guess he had to write up his own divorce stipulations as well. I don't know how that goes. So he went and filed with his own words of why he was filing because he knew she was probably filing in her own words. So they had a mutual filing of a divorce. Um, although I think Gary with the T or um, uh, Al Reynolds, I believe, said that this seems like a storyline to me it's not giving a storyline it's not giving a storyline at first i was thinking it was giving a storyline but when i hear that they both went down there to file they know it's not giving me a storyline although i know you can cancel um or divorce but who pays that much money to file for a divorce um or pays money period to file for a divorce and act as if you're really actually going to divorce and allege these type of things in these papers now i don't know what ralph alleged because um i have not heard yet or i've not re-read any of his paperwork but Drew is saying cheating. Drew is saying abuse. And Drew is saying he was taking my money all these years we've been together. Um, I don't know if Drew just is being exaggerant or if she is being serious because she sure wasn't saying it the whole time she was with him. She did say a few things like that. You know, he is this. He's that. He's, um, you know, he's, he can be controlling and, and all these things, secretive and, and cheating. She, she did name a lot of things. But I don't know if this show is a curse or if the show brings the divorce out of you. Because everybody comes on Housewife, most people, they divorce, they break up, they have relationship or marital issues. Um, so is it that they came on the show with issues and the show exacerbated it? Or is it that the show cleaned house, you know, like really showed them what it was about and what they're about by them looking at themselves? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But something happens in the process of being on the show, being married, and then all of a sudden, these people get divorced. Um, it's got to be something to that. And Andy is all into this. I'm pretty sure with her divorce, this just caused um, her to be more um, accepted. You know, I'm pretty sure Andy is like, oh, you get a divorce? Okay, yeah, you renewed for another season. Come on, baby. Renewed. Renewed. So I'm not surprised, um, you know, because this is the formula. You know, Sanya and Drew are following the formula. The formula is get pregnant. We love pregnancy. Or the formula is um, be pregnant 
um, divorced, they have marital issues, and that is going to bring the ratings. So they know what they're doing. But I'm not surprised at all that these two are having marital issues. Um, it was probably bound to happen um, this way, that these two would have issues. It's just bound to happen. It's just bound to happen. Um, excuse my Sealy twist that I have going on here. Um, these are my Sealy twists. Um, I love to just put these in my head so my hair can stay intact. And then it doesn't get matted and frizzy and all that stuff. So I'm going to take these down. Um, my hair will look just right. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so Drew Sedora and, um, you know, they're, they're divorcing. Um, I thought they were filming, like I said, but they're not, from my understanding, filming didn't stop, so they're not filming for the show. And so this is not for that, but I guarantee you Drew's mom was probably happy as hell that they're divorcing. She's probably like, oh yeah, good, this is really good for me. Um, but I get him. I get, I get it. I don't condone Ralph's BS, but I do understand where he's coming from, and we will watch this thing play out with Drew and Ralph. I hopefully it don't get too ugly, okay? Hopefully it don't get too ugly, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna get bad, okay? It's gonna get bad, real bad. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, anyway, um, let me move on. Okay. I didn't say anything about, hey, I'm never going to speak to her if she no longer exists. You say it, I want you to say it to me. If you want me to not ever talk to her again, you say it out of your mouth. I will never do that. I want you to respect the relationship in order for you to make the decision because they didn't. Mimi, Mimi Faust of Love and Hip Hop. She has come out recently to say that, um, to seemingly say, to put some little subliminals out there that possibly Drew Sador and her ex, Ty, the basketball player, I believe she's a basketball player, were um, supposedly uh, fucking around. She posted a story with the song, Your Girl's a Muncher or something like that. You? No. That nigga a munch, nigga either he ate it for lunch. As if, oh, your boy's a muncher, like, like the motherfucker be carpet munching, like, what's he on? I want to know why I say carpet munching. Carpet munching, isn't that kind of offensive? Some girls don't like guys to say um, fish, but just gonna say carpet munching. I'm confused what, what's the reference behind carpet munching and, and pussy eating or, or whatever. Somebody comment below and let me know because I totally don't know. Um, anyway, Mimi seemingly reveals that her and her, um, Juicedor and her ex are uh, connected in some type of way that surpasses friendship um she's giving or trying to drop some tea as if it's on some pussy and pussy and pussy and creaking type of shit. that's what it's giving Mimi what is going on I'm gonna say this what is done in the dark will come to the light and that's I'm gonna leave it right there I'm gonna leave it right there I didn't even, I, I started, I attempted to look at some of the comments and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna say a word. What's done in the dark will come to light, period. So I'm really not sure what Mimi means by that. She says she's going to shut the fuck up. But what comes to the light, what's in the dark will come to the light. So maybe Ralph um, was sleeping with Ty and Drew. Or maybe Drew and Ty were sleeping together and Ralph found out and called Mimi and told Mimi or something. I don't know. But this is crazy that this would be coming out at the same time as Drew Sedora um, filing for divorce and um, Ralph filing for divorce from Drew. It's, it's crazy that this would be coming out at the same time. So... This probably has something to do with their breakup. I would not be surprised if Ralph is playing a dirty game and call Mimi to reveal to Mimi that Ty is And that may be far-fetched, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if this has something to do with the breakup of the two.
Hey, I'm, my my energy and where I'm going is, I'm so far past some it, I'm part of my language, my followers. I'm so far past, people are allowed to do what they want to do, right or wrong. People are gonna do what they want to do. And if that's what you choose to go do, by all means, but it's gonna come out. So let me ask you this. So those are my thoughts. I feel like, um, you know, whatever Mimi is trying to insinuate will eventually come to the light, like she said. But I also feel like I don't know why Drew is claiming all these things. If she was in the relationship for so long, she should have been claiming all these things. You know, women divorce and then start bringing out all these claims. When if you were so battered and bruised, um, you should have been saying that then. Same goes for Ralph. Anything that he's trying to allege now in his divorce paperwork is full of fit. You should have felt that way then. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty. What you want and what you want out of this. Excuse my language. I have to bleep out a lot of bleeps in this episode. I already know that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so let's pray for Drew Sedora and her significant, well, she don't have a significant other, but her boo thing, Ty Young. If Ty Young is actually her boo thing, based off what Mimi is trying to insinuate, there is something more there with those two um and i guess it'll come to the light whenever it comes to the light like mimi said what's in the dark comes to light and we know that to be true uh anyway coming up next is aja walls kimberwell and jeff bradshaw and v slay australian tokyo uh we'll be right back this is sunday right here on out about the way you love me even when i do you wrong i know that you're always thinking of me gotta put it in a song your love is perfect i'm nothing to fear you give me security yeah you're so loyal that i never have to wonder you give me all that i
This is this this is the Earth Invasion Radio. This 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 is the Urban Vins Radio. Thunderflow.
This, this, this is the Urban Vent Radio. Thunderflow. This, 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 this is the Urban Vince Radio. So sometimes I do these videos and they don't get um, many views. And I feel like I've said some good stuff. Or maybe I've said some things that could spark, um, you know, conversation. Um, maybe something that, you know, somebody wants to uh, correct me on, possibly. Um, and so I'm all willing to say things or say how I feel. Um, about a situation and not feel like you know what I'm saying I'm walking on eggshells but I love to talk about um, sometimes you know have a conversation not really me maybe I'll be the moderator but have people talk discuss sex often um, that's why we have an OnlyFans coming really soon the name will not be lascivious but right now that is the name of the profile um, on OnlyFans but Jay will be the sole podcast host there on our OnlyFans where Jay will discuss sex and relationships um, and sexuality sexual preference um origins and things like that um and so i can't wait to do that but there is something that larry repost which he stays posting uh viral things and things that will make you think and have a conversation one of the things he posted is this video of this lady and a lot of church people are you know think that it's vulgar but um a lot of people understand where she's coming from and don't have such church brain that they can't talk nasty when it's coming down or talk facts because talking about sex and talking facts and real sex it may get a little nasty talking hot funny or viral clip of the week these men and their specifics in sex and all of these things 
Larry posted something that was very thoughtful that made you think a lot. Here it is. Listen to this. Men don't just want sex. They need it. Yeah, this is a, a challenge, one. ladies, because see, I'm going to keep it real because I would say 80% of the people who sit on my couch have issues with sex, whether it's the frequency or the quality. Okay? And 85% and of men's libidos are higher uh, than their women. And for the 15% of the women whose libidos are higher than the men, God bless your, your ministry. I am not one of them. So this is what I had to do. I had to say, I need to minister in sacrificial work oh, to my ministry. husband. Ministry. Because he needs it. And not just that uh, wet fish type of thing. I was just thinking about how specific I am when it comes down to sex. Um, I'm very specific when it comes down to sex. And I understand, I know um, a lot of women are very sexual, sexually stimulated as well. Um, I know that a lot of women don't get off um, having sex, you know, because a lot of men can't stand the rain as long as a woman can stand the rain. So um, a lot of women probably don't get off, but when they please themselves, they probably do get off more. Um, and so I was just, it was just something to think about how specific men are. I'm very specific. But um, there was a time where my partner and I, we discussed sex. And so I'm going to play this clip um, of, um, you know, Larry Reed talking about um, being fat and having a sexual preference and how fat people will get, you know, have sex with steel. Larry Reed is right. You know, I'm gaining some weight and I've always felt like, no, nah, I wouldn't have sex with a fat person. Now that I'm gaining weight, I wouldn't want anybody to do me that way. And not only would I not want anybody to do me that way, I don't look at myself as I did when I look at other fat people when I was a skinny, bony guy. You know, now that I have some weight on me, I'm like, you know, looking at other uh, big guys or not really big guys. I ain't that big. But um, other guys, and I'm looking at them, you know, with a different type of attraction. You know what I mean? And not only that, but being with my partner, Jay. Jay is not discriminatory when it comes down to um, sex and things of that nature. Um, so anyway, um, I'm going to show you what Larry Reed said. Listen to what Larry Reed said about, um, you know, being fat. And again, like I said, my partner has helped me have a different thought about fat people and people who are heavier because my partner has never been the type to um, discriminate on a person's weight and make that be what, um, you know, what makes um, her decision be what her decision is. So listen to what Larry said. Y'all something called, let me tell you something. I don't care how big you is, if you wash really well and you spray cologne or perfumes, and you lift stuff up and wash under with the proper wash and your teeth good, you got a nice smile. And most of all, your attitude and energy is good. It can be as if you not out there that ready. I'm trying to tell you what truth is. Is you clean. It's that breath, that's B-R-E-A capital F. Is your breath fresh? How is your teeth and your hygiene is your hind end fuming? fuming? And most of all for me, how is your energy and what you think and how you think your educational level? You are you evolved in your thinking and being? You know what I thought? Well, Larry Data Mill, because you know what? I've already told my partner. If we were done, I would I wouldn't mind, you know, if me and Larry went on a couple of dates. 
but can I deal with an Aquarius? Maybe it says that um, an Aquarius is most compatible with another Aquarius. So maybe so. It says that an Aquarius is most compatible with another Aquarius. I'm not lying. Um, so maybe me and Larry would work out if we tried it. Um, but Larry is absolutely right. You know, me, breath matters a lot to me. Breath and energy, energy, and you have to be willing to get a relationship with God. Um, if not, then I'm just not feeling you. Listen to what I had to say here on Rico Live. Make sure you check out Rico Live. Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, and hit that thumbs up. Listen to this. We're almost done. I wanted to leave us with, um, you know, I always like to. But um, you know what? Me being in this relationship with Jay, I love Jay so much. When I first met Jay, and I talked about this before, Jay was into witchcraft and doing uh, Wicca and things of that nature, you know, um, spells and stuff to cause things to happen in a good way. You know what I'm saying? And for me, what I'm into... Um, I've always been too, into top guys and energy and all of that always mattered to me. But meeting Jay, I guess I was deceived. But later on, it felt like it was for a purpose. The reason why we were together, I'm a church boy, grew up in the church, love the Lord. And Jay is the opposite in a way. Um, and it's hard being um, in a relationship where you constantly feel like you are leading a person who is totally opposite from you to God. Um, when a person is not as open to being in a relationship with God and more so into being in a relationship with myself or my image or my boot or as a human being, um, I'm more so into being in a relationship with God than loving the next person because I'm fully aware, I'm 100% aware that I cannot love anybody if I do not have a relationship with God. And to have a relationship with God, you must love him like and be in love with him. I'm more than love him. I'm in love with God. I'm so in love with him. Nobody has ever done me the way God do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get enough of his love of Ajawal's. Y'all go check out Ajawal. I can't get enough. Ajawal's I can't get enough is the bomb. I might put it at the end of this. Um, at the end of this, I might put it at the end so you guys can see a little bit of it. But she really kills that. Um, um, and the video is on her YouTube. I can't get enough. Um, and it sounds like she's talking about a man, but she's talking about Jesus Christ. Um, she's talking about God. And that's just how it is for me. A turn on for me is good energy. Your breath smell good. And you have to be open to learn or grow a relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? And Jay checked those boxes. Jay was open to learn. We took those witchcraft books that Jay was drawing in and writing up and we set them on fire. And we put them away um, and casted them out. And Jay also um, is open, like I said, that's him. That's her being open to wanting to know Jesus Christ. Um, but it's not easy. Also, Jay doesn't have stank breath. Jay breath always, and I'm not just saying something. Jay, for the most part, has good smelling breath, and Jay doesn't pass gas and fart a lot. Jay has good gastro. Gastro matters. If you don't have good gastro intestines, then your shit probably stink. You got everybody shit stink, but your shit probably smell like death. You got them farts probably stink, and your breath probably stink. For my wife, um, who was my husband when we first met, but of course, as you guys know, it's transgender. Her breath never stinks, um, and her energy is on. When we argue, because Jay is a Leo, she sometimes is a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more outrageous with the arguments. But for the most part, 
Jay is educational wise, smart, smarter than me book wise when it comes to education. I have more street smarts. Jay has more educational smarts. And so where one lacks, the other is picked up in it. We have an OnlyFans coming soon where we're going to discuss sex and relationship, our relationship, your relationship, their relationship, their sex, our sex, your sex. Um, and Jay will be the main host there. I will just be special guesting, um, special guest hosting on the show every now and again. Um, and we'll have special guests come in and out. And that's coming to OnlyFans only, not here on YouTube. But um, it's just not been easy. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I just want people out there who are in a relationship with a person that don't pray as much as you, that don't um, have a relationship that you have with God to continue to pray for that person and continue to pull on that person. And when you can't take it anymore, I can't tell you to keep going because there's been times where I feel like I can't take it anymore and I don't give up. I continue pushing. I continue pushing. Even if I got to go take a breath for a minute and rethink my thoughts of how I feel. Thank God a little bit, praise him a little bit, talk to him a little bit, and allow the Holy Spirit to move on my heart. And then I may feel a little different. And then you may feel like you want to kick through and fight some more. You get, you get a little boost of energy when you do a prayer and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Give me the strength to keep going. I just can't take it no more. But Lord, help me. Give me the strength to keep going. And sometimes he will. Um, and for the most part, he will. Okay. Now, if he's been telling you to get out of this relationship, he's probably going to be like, blow you a little bit of wind. Because he's just a graceful, good guy. <laughs> Before the both part, you're going to be left out there on your own because he told you to get up out of that relationship. And there are people out here who are stuck in relationships and it's hard to leave, like Christian and Rock. And I feel bad for them. But just know when you got a support system behind you, push. The easiest thing to do is when you got God. When you got God, you don't need humans. You don't need fleshly humans. You know that if I step out here on faith, God going to make a way for me. And for a person like Krishan, she got money to go get a place. She living in California. She can go get a place and get help and do what she needs to do. She's choosing to stay in this relationship. And sometimes when you look at what's around you and what's benefiting you, you might want to stay in a relationship because it's benefiting you. But you have to make the best decision for you, your sanity, your mental. And that's one thing about me and Aquarius for the most part. Peace and sanity matters to us more than anything. If I feel like I'm going to go insane, I'm out of here. I'm not doing that. If I'm going to argue with you and I'm going to lose, and I'm going to blow a conniption or I'm going to blow my mind arguing with you, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. You can have it. You won. I'm sorry. You can have it. I'm done. Bye-bye. I'm not going to argue. I will drop it and make you feel like you're right and be absolutely thinking I'm right in my head but tell you you're right and go on about my business because I don't have the time. There's more important things than to be sitting here stressing and arguing about something so stupid and small. And that's why they say Aquariuses are the most nonchalant sign. Anyway, um, keep pushing through people out there of God who are in relationships that, that are very hard. Pray about it. Ask God what is in his will. What do you want me to do? Don't get your ass beat. Don't be sitting there getting your ass beat and let somebody beat your ass and tell my Lord, do I stay or do I don't? You don't. That's nothing to ask God. You get the fuck out of there. And if you being his ass and you, she, he being your job, both need to go to counseling. Because you can't go knock him upside the guy head and he knocking you upside the head and you ask God, should I stay? Well, ask God, should you stop putting your damn hands on him too? Okay, it go both ways. And y'all need to go to counseling and work on that. Um, anyway, and that's exactly how I feel, honestly. Um, so there was a time Jay and I um, were on here doing a live and we were discussing... Um, we were discussing sexuality and Sodom and Gomorrah and all of that. And it got a few views, but I wanted to share that again. Listen to uh, what Jay and I were saying um, about Sodom and Gomorrah. And um, right after that, we're going right into some music.
one of the next things i wanted to say is this year in 2023 i really thank god for waking us all up i was talking about being enlightened being awoke god is really awakening his people people need to know uh you know a lot of people be saying jesus is black jesus is black it's being more put out there now people are really accepting it not just for saying but as a real actual fact um which it is an actual fact um jay was explaining to me something and it's so hard um to hear and i know it's hard for white people to hear white people were not the original race and i was like oh my god and i know i've heard that before but when jay said it it, was, it hit a little different i was like damn you know i'm almost 30 years old and it was just different to hear that and i was like wow the original race or not even race the original skin tone let's just say that of a person's uh, of a human you know skin was brown was of a mocha right complexion right and um it was shocking to hear that white people are not natural people and um you know i was just like people need to be more awakened more enlightened they need to understand and know uh jesus is black understand that sodom and gomorrah was not destroyed because it was homosexuality going on sodom and gomorrah was destroyed because they were selfish and they partied and did not acknowledge god for all that they had um it, 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 it was not homosexuality uh that's just what the white man has tainted our mind to believe and um people more preachers are preaching about that more preachers are um you know making it known that um homosexuality is not um uh, as bad of a sin as um church people or um christianity has made it hmm if you didn't know, former President Jimmy Carter is a self-described born-again Christian. He's a lifelong Baptist and a Sunday school teacher. So when a reporter asked him in 2015 about Jesus and same-sex marriage, his answer caused kind of a stir. I never have run across any really serious conflicts between my political obligations and my religious faith. How about gay marriage? Uh, that's no problem with me. You know, the only, I think uh, everybody should have a right to get married, uh, regardless of their sex. and. Uh, the only thing I would draw a line on, I wouldn't be in favor of the government being able to force a local church congregation to perform gay marriages if they didn't want to. Well, I was would in, Jesus approve gay marriage? I, I believe I believe he would. I believe Jesus would. I don't know how to, I don't have any verse in scripture. No, 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 but I just intuitively, yeah. No. I, 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 I believe that Jesus would approve gay marriage, but I'm not, that's just my own personal belief. Those three-year-old comments started going viral again last week, and that prompted the late Billy Graham's son, Franklin, to say this on his Facebook page, quote, the Bible is very clear. God destroyed the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because of homosexuality. You know, we, we've all heard this so many times that it just sounds like it must be true. But does the Bible actually say that? The passage Franklin is talking about is in Genesis 19. You can read it for yourself. In the story, Lot is living in the city of Sodom with his wife and daughters when two angels disguised as foreign travelers come to warn Lot that God has decided to destroy the city. There's no reference here to homosexuality or gay people. We're just told that Sodom is a wicked city. Lot welcomes the travelers into his home for the night, but then an angry mob of the men of the city, both young and old, all the people from every quarter surrounds the house. The mob demands that Lot send the travelers out, quote, that we may know them, which most scholars agree is a euphemistic threat of gang rape. That one line, that, that threat of rape, is the single reason people claim that God destroyed Sodom for homosexuality. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever say that there was gay sex going on in Sodom, or that there were gay couples, or even gay people in Sodom. It's just this one threat of gang rape by an angry mob. 
So first of all, rape is rape. But we can all agree that what's happening in this passage is sinful and despicable. That has nothing to do with being gay. But does the fact that men threaten to rape other men mean that Sodom was entirely populated by gay men? Of course not. This was a threat of violence, not a request for fun, sexy times. Imagine if the story said that two black men arrived at a rural white southern town in 1950 and a mob threatened to rape them. You wouldn't think, oh, all these southern white guys must have been gay. No, you'd understand that threat for what it was. Pure, vile hatred and racism. That's how this story would have read to the audience of the time. A threat of humiliating violence against these foreigners, letting them know their kind isn't wanted here. Then, when Lot tries to intervene, they tell him, we'll treat you worse than them, and call him a foreigner as well. And we see the exact same thing play out later in another city, in Gibeah, in Judges 19. A foreign traveler arrives in Gibeah, a good man takes him in, and an angry mob threatens to rape him, then rapes and murders his concubine instead. This isn't about sexual desire, it's about hate. These threats of gang rape don't mean that the people of Sodom or the people of Gibeah were all attracted to men. These were lynch mobs. And in that context, it makes sense why we're told that God was angry enough to wipe Sodom out. Not just because of this one incident, but because this represented how the city had been for a long time. And I think there's a reason the Bible gives us these stories about threats against travelers. Ancient travelers had to depend on the generosity of others. They couldn't just book a room at the Hilton. And the Bible frequently uses caring for those in need, like widows, orphans, and travelers, as shorthand for indicating that someone is righteous and generous to those in need, or unrighteous and selfish. Here we have stories of cities that aren't just not generous to foreign travelers, they're outright hostile to them, to the point of threats and even physical harm. It's selfishness to the worst possible extreme. According to the prophet Ezekiel, that selfishness is what characterized Sodom. Ezekiel says, Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. They did not help the poor and needy. And any good Christian theologian should know this. Even televangelist Pat Robertson, who isn't pro-gay at all, was quick to bring this up during a pledge drive. We have been so blessed in this country, and we need to show our gratitude by taking care of the poor and the needy. You know, this was the sin of Sodom. Uh, it was pride and, uh, and careless ease, and they didn't plead the cause of, of those who were hurting and needy. That was the sin of Sodom. The Lord, when he pointed out, he wasn't talking about sexual immorality, that it, it was pride and careless ease, and they didn't plead the cause of the poor. He's actually right about this. Unfortunately, later readers of the text seem to have misunderstood the passage and invented sexual terms like sodomite and sodomy, forever clouding the public's understanding of the so-called sin of Sodom. Oh, and uh, by the way, in case you're wondering, the Bible never tells us why God destroyed Gomorrah, other than that it was wicked and Sodom's sister city. I have more to say about this, but I'll save it for another video. In the meantime, though, with all due respect to Franklin Graham, the Bible simply does not say that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of homosexuality. What it does say, though, is that God cares about how we treat those in need. And frankly, I think that's something we all could use a little more of right now. Don't you? You know, uh, the Bible is not to be taken literal and the Bible is not to be praised and worshipped because the Bible is not God. The Bible is written by men and me and Jay have sat here on this show and we've said this plenty of times. Uh, and We even got argued down when we did our Daryl Walls video. People were just like, what you mean, David and and uh, uh, Jonathan was back? No, I didn't say that. Okay? I told the story and from my perspective, from my vision on looking at it, it was that they loved each other 
like a man and a woman who were married. Whatever he said, he loved her. When you think of the Bible and homosexuality, your mind probably goes straight towards those traditional clobber verses that are used to condemn it, despite the fact those are easily disprovable. But have you ever considered the notion that there could be scripture in the Bible that could actually be used to promote homosexuality as something godly? Of course, back then they didn't use the word homosexual, since sexual orientation as we know it today wasn't coined until the 19th century. During biblical times, gender was viewed on a hierarchical spectrum, with even the most effeminate men marrying women to preserve bloodlines, expand land deals, and maintain power if your family had any. People didn't marry out of love or even sexual attraction. And unfortunately, this still exists today, where there are situations in which gay men and women still marry heterosexually, likely due to cultural, family, or church influences. So with that in mind, today we are going to re-examine some relationships in the Bible that by today's standards could be considered gay or lesbian. Number four, King Saul and young David. Now, I'll admit, this one I've never heard of until I began teaching queer theology. In 1 Samuel, King Saul chooses David to be his armor-bearer and to attend to him in private with soothing music. David seems to earn this position by his beauty, his bravery, and his gentleness as a musician. Historically, warriors were often accompanied by younger male companions who share in the adventures and the dangers of their lovers. Similar accounts of love between older and younger warriors are found in later stories of classical Greece, flower warriors in Korea, and samurai love in Japan. Things quickly become complicated for Saul when his warrior son Jonathan also desires David. But more on that in a second. Saul's jealous rage becomes the motor of the stories unfolding, calling Jonathan the son of a perverse, rebellious woman. You know that's not what he said. And accusing him of uncovering the nakedness of his mother, a reference to Leviticus 18. By including this Levitical passage, the author is implying that Jonathan being with David is equitable to Jonathan sleeping with his father's wife. Following this uncomfortable dinner conversation, there are a number of occurrences where Saul seeks the death of his formerly beloved David, but during each of these occurrences, David seeks opportunities to demonstrate his own loyalty to his former lover. And ultimately after his death, David sings a psalm of lament for both Saul and Jonathan, referring to both men as beloved and lovely. Number 3. Jonathan and David Immediately after David's slaying of Goliath, Jonathan becomes very impressed with the shepherd boy, with scripture indicating that the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David. Here, Saul's son forms a covenant with David. In doing this, Jonathan fulfills the role that was usually reserved for the older party in a same-sex relationship. Jonathan then takes off his clothes and hands them to David. In so doing, this has been interpreted as Jonathan removing the signs of his authority, his manhood, and stripping to a submissive manner. This covenant is mentioned a total of three times, with chapter 23 even reflecting that it was made before the Lord. When Saul's jealousy becomes wrathful, it is Jonathan who seeks to protect David from his father's murderous passion. Meeting in secret, Jonathan expresses his undying love for David, with a lot of kissing. After Saul and Jonathan perish in a battle against the Philistines, David, as already stated, mourns for both of his lovers, but with a greater emphasis placed on the love for Jonathan. Your love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. David then continued to demonstrate his love for Jonathan by taking in Jonathan's orphaned son. Historians believe that the author of John's Gospel was a Jew himself, writing around 95 AD to a particular group of Jewish Christians who were excommunicated from their synagogues. In other words, John wrote to a group of people who were rejected by their church, an experience that LGBT people can certainly relate to. And given that John's Jewish audience knew the Hebrew scripture story of David and Jonathan, I'd like to propose that this Gospel presents Jesus as a new and improved David. This would be 
theologically sound, since Jewish messianism was based on the belief that the ultimate savior was going to be a descendant of King David. With that said, Catholic tradition has suggested that the identity of this beloved disciple in this gospel may have been John the Apostle. John, of course, is short for Jonathan. So whereas Old Testament David and Jonathan had a love that prematurely came to an end on a battlefield, the love between Jesus as the new David and his beloved Jonathan transcends the battlefield of sin and death through the resurrection. And what an interpretation that would be within the larger message of John's gospel, that queer love can be an example of divine love. And this would also provide for us an historical explanation as to why Jesus never married. In conclusion, the bottom line is this. No one's sexuality is ever discussed in the Bible because, let's face it, what we call heterosexuality was and is the norm and thus the default when it comes to interpretation. I'm not here today to finalize the claims that any of these people were gay. I'll leave that up to the individual reader. Ultimately, I believe this, though. The fact that Jesus' sexuality is left ambiguous is a good thing. Because it allows him to be a Christ that is universally relatable, whether you are heterosexual, homosexual, or anything in between. Number two, the Roman centurion and servant. <laughs> so, tell me what that means. I dick. I dick. Love each other. Not to say that they had sex, but they kissed. Who, who, they probably didn't even know what a dick heart was, but they probably got hard. When they kissed, they probably went boing. Faggot, faggot, got me feeling like a damn faggot. Faggot, learn how to be a good faggot, okay? You better stop doing that. Faggot. Uh, they know what a dick heart is there. They probably got hard as rocks when they kissed, and they yeah, kissed quite. He said it was a long, passionate kiss, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And not only that, they cried as they turned away from each other. As they turned away from each other, they cried and reached out. Like, oh. You know what I'm saying? So. You tell me what that all about. What that's all about. Although people was on our video telling us that we're going to hell. Y'all know what movie that's from. Y'all need to pray. Right. <laughs> oh, is it his dick? I just don't know which one. The one in his pants or the one in his briefcase. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you and your damn child. Already did that. Oh, that's my movie. Talk about Charm watching that over and over. I can watch that over and over. What's the name of that movie? Holidays are um, um, One Bishia. Nicolette and One Bishia. One Bishia, whatever she said when she painted her wall. Oh my God, that's my movie. Anyway, yeah, so God is enlightening us this year and God wants us to um, wake up and know the truth about our true origin. He wants us to know the truth and he wants white people to know their true origin as well. He does. He truly does. He wants white people to know their origin. And they came from, I think Jay said, or somebody said, they were in a cave. <laughs> they weren't in caves. They were, cave, but, they were in a cave away from the was, sun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, in uh, shelters away from sunlight where melanin would be produced heavily. And <laughs> they it's kind of like pale you're in the white. pool and you stay in the pool for too long. And so apparently that one motherfucker, that group of family, and they created all these white people. I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know, it'll, it, it'll be great if the United States or if the government would release paperwork and keep releasing stuff so that we can know. Because, you know, they know a lot of stuff. They know a lot of stuff that they would hate for us to know because we might get frantic. I mean, like, what if they tell us that 
we were originally on Mars and came to Earth. But lack of sunlight, as much, even as far as like in New York, since we've been in New York, both of us have gotten lighter. Yeah, true Because that. there's an absence of sunlight that you don't get typically like you do in Georgia. And there is so, sun up here, y'all. It's just not like Georgia. No, Georgia, Georgia because the buildings it. are so low. Right, no, seriously, because this the buildings are so low and it's trees and stuff like that around, you get a lot of sunlight. But here, the buildings are blocking the sun. Yep. Then it gets the smog and then it's foggy yep. and then cloudy. So you don't get as much sun here. Yeah, you don't get... That's burnt. You hear that fog? That fog stops that that burning on your skin, bitch. We didn't have some foggy days in the summer in Atlanta where that fog smug was in the air, but your ass was still burning like eggs on the sidewalk. <laughs> Damn Georgia, it don't play no games. Don't be at six flags in the middle of the summer. Ooh, honey, Feel like talk about the Georgia scorch. I mean, a steamed turkey leg, honey. Right outside on the sidewalk. So the next note, I'm almost done. Baby. This 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 is the Urban Bins Radio. Radio. This 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 is the Unvinged Radio. Thunderflow.
This, 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 this is the only thing This, 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 this is the Urban Binge Radio. Come to flow. I'm going, I'm going with the Lord. I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. My mind is made up. I'm on my way up. This, 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 this is the Urban Binge Radio. Come to flow. Let him hear. Either have an ear, please, 
a blockhead, blockhead. Cause I believe everything he said he's gonna do. Call me a blockhead, call me a blockhead. I got my blinders on, and I got heaven in my view. I got heaven in my view, and I got heaven in my view. I'm out of here, I don't know about you. I'm going through, I don't really care what the rest of the world is trying to do. And I know what he told me to do. So you can call, you can call, you can call me a blockhead Then you can go ahead and call me a blockhead Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on him Woke up with a, woke up with a, ugh. With my mind stayed, woke up with my mind stayed on him Yeah, yeah, ain't nothing like a gray light Shine light like a deer with some headlights Not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ He's the way, the truth, and the light Some of these things only come out through prayer and fasting, yeah Since he washed away my sins, it feels like joy everlasting, yeah You are my rock my sword and shield You are my rock My sword and shield My will in the middle of a will I guess it can and always will But my battle ever just keeps still Trust me, trust me This, 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 this is the Urban Vince Radio Sunday Flow All of my phone at times All of my phone at times I'm gonna wait till my change comes Niggas gonna talk sure as you're born Keep them blinders on, ignore them Negativity walk past Keep it real, you a kin dog, you plast Watch this on net, put it in the bass Ties in, offering, put it in the bass This little light of mine got it lit Turn the phone off, gotta focus In the morning, I come before it's on bowling Best part of waking up outside of focus I've been called to reconcile various cultures Blockhead one time, do it for the culture And I know you wanna bite, looking like a vulture What you hear one time, you wanna repost it Gotta renew mine like it's osmosis Take a real quick flick, only two poses If you don't believe it, homie, you can carry on I'm just trying to lead the people out of Babylon I promise you to wanna battle with my catalog Speaking tongues with a brand new dialogue Dialogue Call me a blockhead Blockhead Cause I believe everything you said he's gonna do Call me a blockhead, call me a blockhead I got my blinders on, and I got heaven in my view And I got heaven in my view And I'm out of here, I don't know about you I'm going through, I don't know what the rest of the world is trying to do And I know what he told me to do Woke up with a, woke up with a, ugh. With my mind stayed, woke up with my mind stayed on Yeah. I've got heaven in my view. I've got heaven in my view. Yeah. And I know what he told me to do. I know you. I do. This, this, this is the Urban Vent Radio. Sunday Flow. 
This is the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday Club.
That's John right there. It's John favorite note. Welcome back, everybody. That was John Piki. I have totally, listen, I've been intentionally meaning to put John Piki and Larry D. Reed in the queue. And I've gotten all the way to the last episode and have not been able to add them in. And so that is my apologies. My bad that I um, haven't been able to add them in. And incorporate them into the show. Uh, I think I had John Peaky. I've had John Peaky several times, but not anything like this. Colorblind. I know you is the ish. All right. If anybody know John Peaky, this is a song. Colorblind is the album. It's the tape. My mom had the side A, side B tape of um, I Know You. Anyway, you also heard um, B Slade, Blockhead. Call me a blockhead. Make sure you go check that out on B Slade's Bandcamp. Um, if you want to download any of his music or purchase any of his music support him he is um you know solely selling his stuff on his own he is an independent artist so every time you support his music you are supporting his pockets and i think that's a blessing because the music industry kicked him right out and now you have a gospel industry full of gay men who have to hide um what they do and some of them are openly gay but don't you know discuss it at all uh or bisexual or androgynous um or ambidextrous let me say that that's the word right uh, anyway, that was also Donald Lawrence speaking of feminine and gay in the church. I'm not trying to call Donald gay. I love Donald. Donald follows us on the Urban Bench. Make sure you follow us on the Urban Bench at the Urban Bench on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook at the Urban Bench. Make sure you follow us, Donald. We love you so much. I appreciate Donald for following us and for um, never tripping about us using his music. I'm pretty sure the label contacts them or or they know when the label is about to go after us or something, you know what I'm saying? Plus, I'm not even making any money for this. You know, I appreciate them. Anyway, something I wanted to discuss is this new documentary that they have on Fox. Um, you would think that this is a Fox Soul production because Claudia Jordan and Al Reynolds promoted it like hell. But this is actually a production coming out of Fox, but a different Fox uh, network, same Fox network, but a different, um, you know, sector of Fox, which is Fox Nation. So they have Fox Soul, which is appealing to the black people and Fox Nation, which I totally assume. And from what I see is appealing to the rednecks, the white people, the conservatives and things like that. Um, so, yeah, they have a new documentary, the Jesse Smollett hoax documentary, and it is so good. I will be reviewing it, but I semi reviewed it um, and I'll give a little bit of the review here um, on my Rico Live. So make sure you guys check out my Rico Live, but I'll give you a little piece from Rico Live and what I had to say. And after this little piece, I'm going to discuss and say a little bit more about the hoax um, documentary um, before I lead you guys to my review, which is coming up pretty soon. Take a listen to what I had to say on Rico Live just a couple of days ago. Anyway, um, Jesse Smollett, Jesse Line Ass Smollett. Um, I really like Jesse. Um, I love Jesse. He was my guy. I love, love, love Jesse. But after he came out with these lies, y'all know, I just like a lot of people, I'm not the only one, was completely turned off. Um, it's like he can't tell the truth to save his life. And he is, it's like he told this lie, and I'm not gonna let up off the lie. I'm gonna I have to continue to dig into this hole and dig into this 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 it is hole that I've, I've built myself. This this bed that I've laid here, I have to continue to make it up every day and 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 sleep in this shit and make it up and sleep in this shit, make it up and sleep in this shit. And it's so unfortunate that he doesn't feel like he can just fuck the bed and say, fuck it all, set the shit on fire and reverse his entire thing. Take his time in jail. Take your little time in jail and completely redeem yourself. But right now, people know that you're lying. People, it's too many people with the spirit of discernment that know when a motherfucker is lying. 
this is not going to work on them. You think this is going to work on motherfuckers. It's not going to work on them. It's not going to work. You have to understand that. Hold on. Anyway, um, I think that Jesse Smollett's um, just need, he should have just shut the fuck up the first time. I don't understand why um, he felt the need to um, keep letting this thing go on and on and on. I mean, literally, literally, all he had to do was let it go. Um, and we weren't thinking about it anymore. But no, he want to keep lying and keep lying. And uh, my innocence and my innocence and I'm innocent and I'm innocent. And we're lying the entire time. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, Jussie Smollett, um, new documentary on Fox Soul. Um, he has a new documentary about him on Fox Soul. It's not he has one, but they have one. Oh, you were the ones that did it. Yeah, it was us. Everyone's talking about it. I thought Jesse Smollett's performance when he gave the interview to Robin Roberts was, was masterful. I think he shed a tear. People then retweeted these articles as truth. Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Jesse Smollett was attacked in a racist, homophobic attack by members of the MAGA movement. I know that this did not go down how Jesse is saying. And now I have to go down here and talk about a black man who had a noose around his neck and made the whole thing up. I think that he was looking for that civil rights martyrdom. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. This dude crazy, man. <laughs> and um, I totally believe these boys. Like I said, not everybody is stupid. Some people have the spirit of discernment and their discernment works, okay? And people know that Jesse Smollett is lying, no matter what. Um, and I hate it because I'm friends with people who are friends with him and I see them posting with him out to dinner, stuff like that. And I'll be like, you know, I'm scared to share my the link to my video that has his thumbnail and somebody show him like, oh, this Justin, this is, you know what I'm saying? And then now my face is known to him. Taraji P. Henson unfollowed me because of that. I posted the video, a video saying that he's a liar and um, she got upset and she unfollowed the Urban Bench, um, which was absolutely fine. I'm not going to hold my tongue for anybody. Taraji P. Henson can stand by him all day she know damn well if she don't her discernment is off and she need to pray about it she know he lying he just scared to go to jail he damn lying and everybody know he damn lying and don't nobody want to associate with his lying ass because he lie you know damn well they even got the proof that he's a liar and he don't give a fuck he gonna continue to lie and live in that shit and i think that's totally ridiculous and um i think he should be canceled from the industry especially if he can't just turn this thing around and be truthful and honest do a lie detector test how about that jesse you and the boys do a lot of technical tests and let's see what happens then. Let's see who comes out truthful. I guarantee you, Justice Smollett will be the liar. Somebody pay him enough that he'll do it. Not a million. 25,000, he might do it. That's that's some good money um, to make him do a um, lie detector test and put that content out. That's some good content for a good amount for Justice Smollett. That is going to blow the fuck up and you'll get your money back. You'll get your money's worth back telling um anyway let me move on from jesse that's my last thing i gotta say about him do a damn um lot of test it's gonna come out he's a big ass liar and i ain't gonna feel bad for his for his ass never have i any uh any weapons or anything inside the apartment okay so so i explained to him how you were going to get something in and the reason i'm calling because 
several many instances they're saying that that the chicago police has set people up to um, um confess to things even the chief was saying you know there have been some things they've done but not under his watch um anyway you know that's just crazy um make sure you hit that subscribe button hit that bell and hit that thumbs up hit the bell so that you can be notified when i go live about the jesse smollett um documentary and you don't want to miss it i am going to have my way with that uh which jesse would call in and have his piece and let's just have a debate um but i don't think it's no debating with a liar um he'll always win because uh, he'll always have uh, another rebuttal he's a big ass liar anyway let's get into some more music here's kimberell and mallet music and Kier kiki sheared we will be right back Thank you for this, 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 this is the unbinged radio this is the Lord speaking to us. If you only knew the power that I have and what I can do. The Lord says if you only if you only This, 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 this is the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday Flirt. Why you have to do it? 
because there's nothing impossible. Can't God make a way out of nowhere? There's nothing impossible to me because I am God. There's no problem too great. Hey, there's no problem too great. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot solve. This 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 is the Urban Vince Radio. Sunday Flow. Oh, oh, oh. All-powerful, untamable, untamable. 
fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim you are amazing God Who's uh. lightning bolts and tell
my God. Oh, I need you yeah. to be praised, Yahweh. Oh, tonight we sing yeah. Yahweh.
There's nobody like her. There's nobody like Karen. Ain't nobody like Kim. Ain't nobody like Karen Clark. Sheer. Kiara Kiki Sheer can blow. She can blow. She can blow. That's Kim Morrell Half Faith um, on TVN Networks. I don't even know if TVN is still around. Is TVN Networks still on? Somebody even know. Um, also, that was Kiara Kiki Sheer, uh, Yahweh, Indescribable. Uh, with Mally Music, Mally Music featuring Kier Kishir. I don't even know if that song was ever released um, as an official, you know, song or anything. I think that was just on YouTube. I don't even think that was on any one of um, Mally's album. I know dang well it wasn't on either one of Kier Kishir album. But um, yeah, that is Kim Burrell and Kiki Shear. I mean, nobody liked those two. My God, those, they were ridiculous. And I meant to say on the last song, um, I played with Kim Boyle. I played, you know if you guys know this, Love, Jeff Bradshaw. Um, basically, when I played A Straight in Tokyo with B-Slade, if you heard that auto-tuned voice, that was Kim Burrell from Jeff Bradshaw's song. Um, if you just heard him say, those who have faith in you sometimes go straight. He took that piece and he placed it in the beginning. I'm just telling y'all that that's why I put those two songs together. I meant to say that earlier, but um, I need to play this around, so I'm not apologizing. Anyway, let's move on with the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for coming back every week. Um, and never, what's the word, wavering support. I really appreciate it. Let's get into the hot holy word or the hot biblical word, y'all. Let me find out what to do with this in a minute. Because <laughs> right now I don't know what the title is. But here's the hot holy word of the week. <laughs> How many times is the word cast in the Bible is where I started it. Casting or cast is in the Bible, I think, about 66 times. Um, it says 66. Listen to the number that it is, 66. 
And so when you look up casting, you have cast upon and cast out. And so I'm like, you know, what if people don't understand the difference? Because what I was looking at was Mark 12, 43 to 45, which is the same as Luke. Um, and I, I needed to go look that up too and understand why Luke um, 11, um, 24 ver verse 24 through verse 26 was the same as Mark 12, verse 43 through 45. Um, I was, okay. So, you know, I don't know the Bible left and right. I just love the Lord. And then, um, I know some of the Bible, not all of it. Like, like my mama went to a type of church where they had to know it left back and front. Like my mama can say the books of the Bible backwards and frontwards. She had to recite songs. They had to march in and march out. They couldn't wear earrings, couldn't wear dress. I mean, couldn't wear pants. They couldn't wear jeans. They had to wear their hair, I think, down and pressed out all the time. So they were real strict at the church my mama grew up in. Um, everybody whooped everybody. Even the pastor put his hands on the women and the men of the church. Um, and so... Um, I look at the word casting and I'm just like, okay, there's cast upon and there's cast out, right? And I guess I had to go look at the definition. To cast out is to discard, reject, cast off, you know, throw off, let go, set loose, um, throw away, cast away, put aside, you know. Um, and to cast upon is to do the same thing, but to throw onto to fall onto in a certain direction you know what i'm saying so it was like people probably don't understand the difference um so i was like seeing that read word in the biblications according to biblications what is it and to cast out is to drive out or to expel to cast upon to fall or throw onto or over something in a certain direction like candles casting light onto the wall or something you know what i'm saying like we it's dark in here but we light the candle and it's casting light on in here is casting light on the wall um and it's bringing light in here um and so first peter 5 verse 7 says humble yourself therefore under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you so you cast all your anxiety and your cares on him and so i was looking that up and i was trying to figure out what is the meaning of first peter and 5 7 casting means to throw upon and thus to deposit with the secular Greek used casting for a man who carried a heavy burden and threw it upon a camel's back. Casting carries the idea of throw. Matthew 10 verse 1, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. So it's kind of similar, but it's different in a way. You know what I'm saying? So cast upon, cast out. Um, and so I was, I thought about that because our inspirational vitamin for today is wanting to bind them, um, complete the work, no fear, complete the work. She blew my mind with this and she kept using the word cast. So I was like, you know what? Let me look up the word cast and go deeper into the word cast. And so you guys need to go do your own research about the word cast, casting out and casting upon the difference between the two to cast out and to cast upon. Uh, to cast out already to exclude someone from a group or to exclude to um, take away to um, remove to um, 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 exile you know what I'm saying it's deep you guys have to go look it up um, but that was the word of the day cast 
Cast. Make sure you guys check out the word of the day, Cast. That's another video. Coming up next is your inspirational vitamin. Like I said, one of the vitamins is going to expound more, expound more on the word cast, casting wrong and opposition out. Okay. Casting wrong and casting opposition out. We will be right, right back. of the day for the inspirational vitamin. Matthew 12 verses 43 through 45. The text reads, 43, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. 44, then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. 45. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there, and the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Here's your inspiration of Biden. If wanting to buy them, at three with me. No fear, complete the work. Right here on the Urban Bench Podcast Sunday Flow Show. And we'll be right back. Probably grab this, and that is... Um, when you know that God has called you to do something and you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am one of the most determined people I know. It, 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 it's like, now I know why one of the faces of the cherubim, the Bible said was an oxen because you have to possess strong focus in order to reach destiny. And in focus, you have to have determination. And how do you know that you are operating in the spirit of determination? Because something comes against it. Because something comes against it because another spirit comes against it. And when I say something, I'm not even talking about people because what I was going to minister on today was making reference to the fact of bringing to your awareness, not that many of you don't already know this, that all things are spiritual, everything 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 is spiritual and when you recognize that all things are spiritual then you know how to do battle for your destiny because if I know what I am called to do then immediately I am to do the research on the opposite of what I'm called to do 
because that will be the spirit that will come after what I am called to do. Not another spirit. I don't have to wonder about that. Are you hearing this? Because I want you to get this. I want you to get this. And that's why when you look at um, the book of Luke 4 and 18, and it talks about um, and Jesus having the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. That means the fullness of God, the spirit of God um, is without measure upon him. And that's what I was talking about the other day, that the spirit of the word is on us without measure, which means there is no limit to what you can accomplish. I'm talking to you today that you, you're not limited in what you can accomplish. And you say, Dr. Bynum, but I am. And I say, but you're not. There is no limit to what I can do. There is no limit to what I can accomplish. Because of my true conversion, if I have been truly converted, because we're always dealing and, 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 and keeping ourselves really, really, and, and, and please don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, hear me out, hear me out. Because there are some scriptures that I want you to read that I, you know, I shut off and didn't bring my Bible, so I want you to read them for yourself. Uh, Revelation 3. I want you to read Revelation 3 from maybe 1 down to approximately the 7th verse. Um, and in that scripture, it talks about the offense of God and God being offended because he's referring to not just sin. But he's referring to the sin of incompletion. The first thing he says there is that I have an ought against you. Because you've been given this power and this spirit. But you haven't completed what I've given you. The assignment is incomplete. The job is incomplete. The goal is incomplete. I have a kind of a difficult job here in this next era of what God is calling me to do and that's to help us to bring the spirituality in with destiny spirituality in with our everyday life what we have been called to accomplish in life and to show us that the two do mesh so that we could stop living two separate lives so we can, we can stop living the church life and then get out here in the world life and don't and we just lost don't know where we're going don't know how to get there confused about how to operate in this world and should I be in this world and do I leave my spirituality to accomplish what God has called me to do and if I'm over here accomplishing that why am I being made to feel guilty for trying to accomplish that so how do we mesh all of this together is it supposed to be together yeah it's called purpose it's called what I've been born to do it's called what I've been called to do everybody's not called to be a preacher everybody's not called to stand in the pulpit but everybody's been called for purpose. And that purpose is to help the engine of this world operate. That purpose is for you as the believer to become the possessor that you were in Genesis. Remember when I said to you that one of the definitions of wisdom, one of the definitions of wisdom was understanding. Watch this. This is why the enemy cut the cut the Wi-Fi off. See, because I have to get down to this. We got to talk about 
the bright side of darkness. The bright side of darkness. The bright side of darkness. What is the danger of me not knowing? Me not being fully aware that I have come all the way into the divine will of God. That I am completely made whole. That I am I am not fragmented. That I belong to God. That, that my heart belonged to God. And watch this. I'm going to make a statement. And I'm going to clarify this statement in a few minutes. That the walls of my heart belong to God. That's important. That's important. What is the difference between when the Bible says and when the enemy leaves in the book of Luke 11, 26 through 29, when the enemy leaves, he brings back seven more devils greater than the ones before they left. So what is, what is, what is the difference between the enemy leaving and the enemy being cast out? Because when he leaves, I want you to see this. The Bible said the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violence taken by force. So if there is no casting out where the violence is concerned, he wasn't put out. He went out. And when he goes out by leisure and he's not cast out, then there is no indication that he cannot return. If I put you out, you can't come back. If you just leave, then I'll just go back and knock on Dr. Bynum's door whenever I feel like it and say, hey, I just thought I'd drop by to see how you're doing. But if I put you out, there's something in your spirit that said, don't even go down that block. Don't even knock on that door. So let me give you why. Here's the danger. When the enemy just leaves a person, and we're talking about, stay with me, because I need you to get this. I really need you to get this. We, at three with me is not hype. I really need you to get this so that we can build. We can build. Not so we can be happy. So we can build. So we can be converted. And what I tell you conversion was, when my psyche changed. When there's something back here that is switched and my direction change. That this person's heart still remains the devil's house. He calls it his own and he retains his interest in it. And yet the unclean spirit is gone out. It's gone. But he still has an interest in you. And he still claims you and your house as his own. Watch this. He was not driven out by the power of conversion. There was none of the violence which the kingdom of heaven speaks of. He went out and withdrew for a time so that the man seemed not to be under the power of Satan as formerly. In other words, he allows you to be good and not delivered. He is gone 
or turned himself into an angel of light. So he allows us to be good. But how is it that I know that he still has interest in me? Because I'm not productive. Because I'm under the offense of Revelation 3. I'm not producing. I'm not completing the assignment that God gave me. My life is not producing anything. And I'm not producing at this level. I'm producing at the 5% mindset of the world. I'm producing at the mindset that the world said human beings, uh, human beings operate on. I'm not producing at the 40 and the 50 and the 60% that the spirit of God produces on. Am I, am I, am I, am I getting to anybody right now? The house is swept from common pollution. Somebody said why? Somebody said why? Why, Dr. Bynum? Because the house is swept, but it is not washed. It is swept, but it is not washed. That's why Jesus said, if I don't wash you, not sweep you, not sweep you. If I don't wash you, I have no part with you. And there's a reason why. Watch this. Because sweeping takes away loose dirt. It is swept only from what people can see, from what the world can see. This is what he told me to write. The life is swept, but the leprosy is in the walls. It is garnished only with the picture of grace, but it is only paint and varnish. It is not true conversion because it is not producing anything. It is, it is dancing in church. It is praising God, but it is not productive. Simon was garnished with faith. Balaam had good intentions. Herod had respect for John. Oh my God. The Pharisees had eternal performances. But it was not lasting. Are you all hearing God today? I'm talking about the best you can be. I'm talking about the best you can be. I'm talking about what he's called me to be. Not what I have settled to become. Not a oh well. But in spite of. Do I have anybody out there today. That is ready to become the in spite of. That's why I sit on this page. I sit on this page to show you. That in spite of. In spite of. That I. I have to wash you, said the Lord, because, because I got to get the leprosy out of the walls. I got to get the cancer out of the walls. Because if not, if not, you won't be able to produce. I want you to hear something. I want you to hear something. We're walking in natural interruptions. We're walking in natural interferences. Because it's a part of the sub. We don't see it. And so now the spirit comes to speak. In the, in the ear of the spirit. It comes to speak to the spirit. It comes to speak to your spirit. It comes to awaken your spirit. So you can hear what the spirit is saying. The Bible said quicken me oh God. It comes to quicken you back to life. It comes to awaken you. 
so that you can hear what the spirit of the Lord is desiring from you. Are you hearing that? Watch this. Watch this. So let's go back to the scripture that says in the book of Luke. 26. It said, me bring back seven more devils worse than others. Seven more devils. Seven more devils. Seven more devils. Let's talk about that for a minute. Seven more devils. Seven. Seven more devils. He brings back seven more devils. He brings back seven more devils. So now I understand why Jesus said in the 29th verse of that same chapter, when a woman, it said a woman jumped up and said, blessed are you. And blessed is the woman that gave you milk from her breast. And Jesus said, no, blessed is the man that hears this word and obeys it and moves in it and observes it. Observe it mean, observe it mean, take it as a part of his own life and do it. Hear it. That's when you're blessed. So then he says seven more. So I said, God, what, what are you trying to tell us here? Because he said, he, listen, he could have said, and the devil going to bring back 20 more devils. And he going to bring back 16 more devils. And he going to bring back 45 more devils. And he going to bring back 65 more devils. Why did he say seven? So then he says, when you're reading Juanita, Isaiah, the 11th chapter, and the first to third verse, and it talks about um, the seven spirits of God and the spirit of the Lord, you know, came upon him. And um, it was the spirit of the Lord. He said, I want you to look at that. And, and he said, the job, and I wrote this down, that's why I jumped in my car. That's why I jumped in my car. I said, they got to get this today. Because you know what? The first thing I said is, you know, I was in the bathroom and I was doing my makeup. And when they came in there and said, I don't think they, we're going to be able to go on because the, 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 the internet is out. You know, my first thought, my first thought was, well, I guess I'll go on tomorrow. And then I said, no. Determination. is something about this word that the enemy don't want them to hear. And this is why I jumped in my car. Nobody's paying me to jump in my car and do this. I, it's just time. It's just time for you to get it. It's time for you to go beyond just say that same scripture that I told you to read in Revelation, it talks about you're still not saved, but it also talks about that incompletion. So those of you who are not saved, the scripture said, I'm offended by you because it says not all of you all have wavered and gone into sin. I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm also talking to you all who are not in sin. But yet you have offended the Holy Ghost because you have not, you have not completed your business assignment. You have not completed that. You have not become disciplined. You have not gotten on the ball. You have not gotten yourself involved in what God has called you to do. You're not in it. You're halfway in it. 
You're part of the way in it. You're blaming other people for why you're not in it. And nobody can stop you from being in it. If you're really in it. If that's where you want to be, nobody can stop you. So why does the enemy bring seven more devils? Because this is what God gave me to write. He said, the job of the enemy, once he knows that you have made a decision that I want to go with God or I want my destiny or I wrote down a plan or I'm desiring to be more than I am right now. I want you to get this. Watch this. The minute he knows that there's something in your psyche that have changed, that you are no longer going to tolerate being anybody else's puppet, being anybody else's flunky, that you're no longer going to just settle for working for somebody else when you know that if I can make you millions, I can make me millions. The minute he knows that you're getting ready to become 1,000% involved in the ministry that God has given you and taking it to a spirit of excellence. Now, if he sees that you have not cast him out, you have not made a declaration no more. So why does the enemy bring seven more devils? Because this is what God gave me to write. He said, the job of the enemy, once he knows that you have made a decision that I want to go with God or I want my destiny or I wrote down a plan or I'm desiring to be more than I am right now. I want you to get this. Watch this. The minute he knows that there's something in your psyche that have changed that you are no longer going to tolerate being anybody else's puppet being anybody else's flunky that you're no longer going to just settle for working for somebody else when you know that if I can make you millions I can make me millions the minute he knows that you're getting ready to become 1,000% involved in the ministry that God has given you and taking it to a spirit of excellence. Now, if he sees that you have not cast him out, you have not made a declaration no more. You have not said to him, you can't come back here no more. I cast you out of my mind. I cast you out of my thoughts. I put you out. There's no more room here for procrastination and nothing else. Because let me tell you how serious this is. Let me tell you how serious this is. The minute there is a resistance, then there is a strategy put in place. What did I just say? What did I just say? Somebody put that up on the screen. The minute there is a resistance, there is a strategy automatically put in place. The enemy now has to strategize on you because you ain't stupid no more. You used to be stupid. 
You used to be the wandering Christian. You used to be, oh, the devil hurt me, the devil did, did that. You're not stupid anymore. Because the minute you say, oh, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. Then there's a strategy put in place against you. And then here, come, here comes the seven. Now, the seven is not just some wandering spirit. That's not what that is. And I'm not, in, I'm not on here to teach you demonology. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. Because first of all, I, we need to train the body of Christ how to operate in this world. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. We need to teach you about the power of God. The power of the God you serve and the power that's in you. The power of movement in this world. Because that's what I live my life by. I can't talk about you. I can't talk about what nobody else do. I can only be an example. We could teach a whole lot of stuff. But the best teacher is what somebody see you do. I didn't overcome in a closet. I didn't go from the top to the bottom and back to the top in a closet. I did it in front of you. Survival is possible. Overcoming is possible. Getting it all back is possible. And you ain't got to crush nobody while you're coming back. So, if the seven spirits of God is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of reverential and obedient fear, then here we go. Then here we go. So then what's getting ready to happen is, now I got to fight you strategically. I have to fight you strategically. I got to hit you where it hurts. So if I'm going to bring back seven spirits to attack you, they got to be counter spirits to what you're going after. I have to counteract the spirit that God has promised you because if I ever let you get them seven, I've lost you for good. Is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? I just want to know, is anybody listening? Because I taught you last week about wisdom. I taught you last week about wisdom. So then how do I know? Because we all know that everything is connected. We all know that angels don't work alone. And demons don't work alone. Right? Right? There's a choir of angels. And demons don't work alone. So ain't no one demon gonna come and do nothing. He gonna bring several. So here we go. So if God has promised us wisdom. If he's promised us the spirit of the Lord. Then the first thing the enemy got to make you feel is the spirit of the devil. That's the first thing he got to make you feel. The spirit of the devil. The fear of hell. The fear of something going to happen to me. The fear, because the spirit of the Lord is life. And more abundantly, the spirit of the devil is I'm going to die. Somebody going to kill me. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to drive. I, I, I'm scared of the dark. I, I, I'm scared to go downtown. I'm scared to get on a train. And what if my mama die? And what if my cousin die? And what if my daddy die? Am I, am, am I talking to anybody today? Am I talking to anybody today? That what you feel the most shall come upon you. Am I talking to anybody today? That's the spirit of the devil. That's the spirit of the devil. That is the spirit of the devil. That is the spirit of the devil and I rebuke that. That's the spirit of the devil. 
the spirit of the Lord, which I promise you life and life more abundantly. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Any man believeth on me, though he was dead, yet shall he also live. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. What if I don't make it? What if I fail the test? What if I don't get the job? What if they don't like me? What if I'm too fat? I'm sorry, big girls is winning. We was talking about that the other day. What you talking about? What if you're too fat? Skinny girls can't hardly get no man. Big girls done took over. What if I'm too fat? What if my hair too short? What if? I, what, what if? What if this? I'm scared. What if my son die? What if my daughter die? You can't even work your job and perfect your life in the work business. But tell me, what if they shoot at my son's school? What if? And you rebuke that because he comes to counteract what you have been promised. The spirit of the Lord. Number one. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. I want you to say, I receive the spirit of the Lord. I receive the spirit of the Lord. I receive the spirit of the Lord. For the Bible said, for I have not given you the spirit of fear. If you got it, it didn't come from me. That's how you know you are legal to rebuke it. If you have the spirit of fear, I didn't give that to you. Because let me help you with something. Somebody said, well, wait a minute. It just did say that fear. That doesn't, that's not, that, that fear doesn't mean scared. It means awe. It means the awe of the Lord. I am in wonder of him. I am in reverential, obedient awe of the Lord. In other words, my fear for him is that he is so awesome and he is beyond my comprehension that when he speaks, I obey him. I'm not scared of him. That's a psychotic mixture. How can I be scared of somebody I'm supposed to love? Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's what I want you to walk around saying. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I know what you're feeling. Trust me. I want you to get this. I know what you are feeling. My mother is getting up in age. She's getting older. And the devil used to torment me like that all the time. What if your mama died? You know mother about him. And what if she, what if she gonna die? And what? And I had to tell the devil she is gonna die. And when the Lord called her to close her eyes, he promised her 70 years. She's past that. I love her dearly. She has lived a Holy Ghost saved life my whole life. And when God calls her on her home, prepare my heart. But one day she gonna die and you're not gonna torment me with that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And she going home to be with the Lord where she wanna be. And I'm gonna live right so I can see her again. And you gonna get out of my ears. About what if my mama die? Who am I speaking to today? Who am I speaking to today? Spirit of fear. Tormenting you. God then gave you plans that you can't even work. Fear. Well, what if? Well, what if? Well, what if? What if? You got the power. I was reading something not too long ago. 
about two people, two groups of people that they took in surgery. And they had knee problems, severe knee problems. And they took the people in the surgery. And half of the people they did a severe a knee surgery on. The other people they made three incisions on their knees. And sewed them back up. And took them both in recovery. And everybody healed. And was told the surgery turned out wonderful. Gave everybody walkers and everything. Took everybody through therapy. Weeks later. Everybody's walking good. Coming off of the canes and everything. Walking normal. Got some tenderness, but they're coming on through it. The people that had bad knees, knees begin to reconstruct themselves and was told you never had the surgery. I'm telling you, fear is a dangerous thing. Fear will mess your mind up. Fear will make you think you got something you ain't got.
desire. I desire to see your face. So make me righteous. Make me
Bible says that the angels cry out holy. One cries holy to the other. Somebody just, I need somebody on one side to cry out holy to the other side. Somebody throw a holy back to the other side. The reason they cry out holy one to another because the Bible says when the cherubim, when they face one another, the Bible says that they create a mercy seat. A place where God can sit and dwell amongst his people. Somebody crowd holy. Somebody throw a holy in the atmosphere. Somebody create a place where we can hear from God. Somebody cry out. God says, if you create a mercy seat, I'm going to come down and I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to speak with you from, from above the mercy seat. Anybody want to hear from God? Holy Lord. Come on, every voice in the room. Holy Lord. Raise it up. Holy Lord. Come on, everybody. Here's another praise jam. Right here on the Urban Binge Radio. Thunderflow. You have the song of the Lord singing. We join with the elders and the living creatures and cry. Oh, we cry. Sing the song of the Lord. 
the deer panted for the water I want you oh, Just like the deer panted for the water Tonight we want you Anybody want him? Just like the deer panted for the water We want you For the water, oh, we want you, we want you, we want you, we want you, say, we want you, 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 nothing more, we want you, 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 nothing more, just like the deer and his water, I want you, hey, can somebody say it all over the house, say, just as the, just as the deer and his now raise it up, say, I want you, yes, I want you for myself, just like just like the deer panted for the water You're listening to the Urban Binge Radio. We'll be right back. Here's another praise jam. Right here on the Urban Binge Radio. Thunderflow. This, this, this is the Urban Binge Radio. Thunderflow.
you know that you know the Lord's been good to you. If the Lord's done anything for you, why don't you take a few seconds? Get on your feet if you're not on your feet and just dance, 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 dance. Oh, this, 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 this is the Unsinged Radio. Binge Radio Podcast, where we discuss viral topics, hot jams, new artists, fun, and informative interviews and conversations. This is your new stop for the hottest trend in urban culture news. Two shows, one podcast, The Urban Binge Show and Sunday Flow Show powered by The Urban Binge. The Urban Binge Radio Podcast. Listen anywhere podcast can be heard. Keep playing that little part right there. Every time I go out of town, I always rent cars. And I always rent from Hertz. And so there's a never lost system in the car. Navigational system. And when it's time to make a certain turn, it'll say boom, boom. It'll be this part right here. Do it, do it, Danny. That boom, boom. I always say, I pray for you. And so I want you to know your life, your ministry has been so infectious that every time somebody rents from hurts, 
That thing represents that there's a change coming in the road. And it just reminds me every time, I pray for increase. Come on, y'all, help me lift your hands in the room today. Sing, bless me. Everybody knows that this is Donna Lawrence. Bless me. This is the year to ask the Lord to do it. Bless me, oh, Lord. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. That was just, that was your cue right there. Boom, boom. I pray for it. I do the verse. Oh, keep your hands upon me. Thank you. So that evil can not harm me. Sunshine. Trust me to enlarge my territory. Oh, Lord. Bless me. Here comes. Boom, boom. I pray for me. That's your part. Come on, if you really mean it. I pray for increase. Come on, everybody sing it. Keep your hands upon me, Lord. So that no evil can harm me.
I talk to the Lord, yes. That's the only one who can do it all, 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 all. Bless me. That means a change is coming to the road. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh. I pray for increase. That means there's about to be a turn in your life. I pray for increase. Can't you see it? And here's another crazy Right here on Urban Binge Radio. See? 
Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. That was um, a lot of praise and worship. Okay, that was William Murphy in our entire inspirational vitamin. William Murphy took over Pastor William Murphy of Dream Center. Um, and Kim Burrell, Bless Me, tribute to Donald Lawrence. Karen Clark Sheard, God is not through blessing you yet. That was an old clip of Karen Clark Sheard. Um, and her voice was crispy. And then you had Dottie Peoples with Burning just to take y'all to church a little bit because I know people be missing a little bit of that sometimes. So that was uh, Dottie And we have some more upbeat, up-tempo music coming up like that at, later on in the show. Um, but there's a couple more things that I discussed that I wanted you guys to see that was for my Rico Live. Check out what I had to say about Deborah Lee. Deborah Lee recently came out and exposed that her and the creator of um, BET, Bob Johnson, while he was married to his wife, who was also the creator of BET, the co-founder, um, had an affair with Deborah Lee, which is, you guys know, the CEO of BET, the last CEO of BET, um, before she made the guy, I forget his name, who was the producer of all of the BET awards. Um, so she's, she, she's no longer the CEO. She made him the CEO. But um, she never exposed that her and Bob Johnson was having an affair while both of them was married. Um, and just for her to feel like she can take that position at BET, knowing she was sleeping with this man, knowing she had a relationship with this man that was, um, <laughs> that's what you're going to send me, really? Knowing she had a relationship with this man, she takes this job. After she retires from the job, she feels comfortable enough to express to everybody, oh, yeah, I slept with him and he was kind of sexually harassing me or sexually assaulting me or whatever she said, um, which I found to be total a crock of bull. Because if you felt that way, you wouldn't have took the position. You took the position, took all the benefits of the position after he was gone away. So clearly you got what you was going for, clearly, because you stayed in the position. And now you need a little bit of money or you're hurting for change and you come out with this book, but you're going to throw his name and BET name basically through the mud because clearly you're trying to tell that they ain't got this together. So listen to what I had to say on Rico Live about Deborah Lee. What I really came here for, because I really feel a way about this bullshit, okay? I really had to say something about this. I was like, oh, fuck no. And there's two topics on here. The last one that I'm about to say after this topic is another thing I came on here for that really was boiling me. But it's two things that was boiling me. The, the last thing that we're going to talk about is Portia and Tamron Hall situation. And I'm going to get to that in a minute and Portia on Breakfast Club and all of that. But right now, that that's what really got me telling JJ, I'm going to go live. Because I got something to say about Tamron Hall and Portia. But then Deborah Lee 
came out with this bullshit. And I said, oh, fuck yes, I gotta do it. I don't want my channel to look so sloppy and I have thumbnails not in order. So since we done started on Candy, I wasn't gonna do no Rico Lives for six Sundays and allow for Candy them thumbnails to, you know, stay in order. But now I'm gonna have Candy them thumbnail, Rico Live, Candy them thumbnail. And if I do another Rico Live, it's gonna be, oh my God, that, I know I'm too much, I'm too much. Being with an Aquarius may be a bit much, but being with y'all is a bit much too. Fuck you talking about, Leo. Anyway, so Deborah Lee, a lot of people, if you do not know who Deborah Lee is, Deborah Lee is the ex-CEO of BET, CEO number two. The number one CEO of BET was the creator of BET, Robert Bob Johnson. Bob because Bob is short for Robert. So people call him Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson is the creator. If everybody remember, Bob used to come out every BET Awards up until 2005, 2004 BET Awards. He came out and he brought Deborah Lee with him. If everybody remember, it was a time when Will Smith was, and Jada was hosting, I believe or Monique might have been hosting. And um, he brought out Deborah Lee and explained that he was moving on. He loved BET. He's always gonna be here and, and, and have some control a little bit. But the new CEO was Deborah Lee. Everybody stood up, clapped. And at this time, there was no word on whether or not those two were fucking around. I remember thinking as a kid, is that his wife or is that his daughter? Because he always looked much older in his eyes like this. They real closed up. And this thing right here, the eyelid, real swollen fat. So it, it's always pressing his eyelids down. You can't hardly see his eyes, especially when he smiles. So I'm like, he looked much older than Deborah Lee. He, he did. And I don't know how much older he is now of Deborah Lee. I don't know. But from my understanding, they're like 20 years apart from what they look like, especially. Um, but I always wondered, where the f did Deborah Lee come from? How did this man, Bob Johnson, love BET so much? Growing up, I love BET, okay? Always watched BET growing up. I know Bob Johnson loved BET because Bob Johnson did commercials on his own network. Bob Johnson was always in the forefront of BET, making, pushing it, trying to make it happen. Always, even seeing him by himself without security around New York City, Los Angeles, doing the work to make BET as big as BET is today. So the co-founder co of BET is his wife, Sheila. I believe his wife's name was Sheila Crump Johnson. That is his co-founder. He was married at the time. Deborah Lee has come out recently to say that she was fucking and sucking on Bob Johnson. Um, <coughs> right. She the mistress dick rider. And I don't know if she thought she was going to get sympathy. But once you, I think Deborah Lee is not understanding that once she said out of her mouth, here Jay, she was married. And Bob Johnson was married, and they were having an affair with each other. Well, I wanted to tell that story because the power dynamics are so important in a relationship, and especially if you're having a relationship with someone you work for. Right. Uh, and we all know the potential pitfalls. Um, you know, I worked for Bob Johnson for 10 years before we had a personal romantic relationship mm -hmm. and he was a mentor and he pushed me and you know he's responsible for a lot of my success uh, we did have a, a relationship while we were both married we ended up both divorced and then people knew about the relationship uh, the company knew public we started going places together the the downfall of a relationship like that is if you want to get out of it and that's the part where it came and I wanted to break up. I saw it wasn't a long-term relationship. And my job and my career was held over my head. And it was like, well, if you want to break up with me, then 
you can leave tomorrow. And that was, you know, 20 years into my career at BET, so I would have lost everything. Yeah. I would have lost my career, my job, my ability maybe to get another job because if I couldn't get a, a, a reference mm -hmm. for the person I worked for for 20 years, how do I explain that? And uh, by that time, I was a single mother with two children. Um, so it was a tough time, and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it because I didn't have female role models. There weren't a lot of women ahead of me. Uh, you know, I was embarrassed to talk to my family about it. Um, so it was a dark time. And what saved me was therapy. And eventually Bob left the company and I became CEO. Uh, and I was CEO for 13 years without him being there. And I was able... A lot to, of success. Right. And yeah. to live my dream. And without, you know, any form of harassment. So I guess after Me Too and Time's Up, I wanted women to know there's other kind of harassment, you know, it's not all a man coming to the door in a robe. 1980, January 25th, BET is an Aquarius. Can y'all believe that? Um, by Bob Johnson and his wife. So what Deborah Lee did in her interview was try to get that out of her mouth first by saying we were in a relationship already, a committed married relationship, and we both stepped outside our relationship sleeping with each other because we were working together. Okay. She thought that pushing that on forward and moving that out the way and then victimizing her own self by saying, I just, so my point of coming out saying this was to let women know that there are multiple um, ways of sexual harassment. It's just not the, basically the Bill Cosby's and the Harvey Weinstein's. It's basically, she didn't say that, but basically it's not just that type of sexual harassment or sexual assault. There's also this blackmailing. She didn't say that, but she was basically trying to get at the fact that he blackmailed me. Um, you know, when our marriage is dissolved, because, I mean, when our marriage is dissolved, we were still with each other. But I wanted to get out of it because I realized this isn't going to go anywhere. This isn't going to be a serious relationship like what I desire for it to be. So you know what? I want out. And she claims that when she wanted out, Bob Johnson told her no. Where the fuck is Bob today? She probably only doing this and wrote this book because she probably got word that Bob is sickly, probably can't speak. He's probably about to be on his deathbed. Lord forbid. Lord forbid. But he probably is. And she probably knows this. She probably knows he can't speak. I ain't seen Bob in a long time. I don't know what Mr. Johnson is. I ain't seen him. I ain't seen no pictures of him. I thought he was... I, 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 I had to think for a moment. Like, he's alive. He's alive. But why is he not coming out? I think that if this is not true, or even if it is true, he may not come out and say Because some men just not with it. And, and him being on such a high caliber, he may not be. And he, he's been low-key for this many years, no scandals or anything. You know, you never know what's going to trickle down from this. A lot of women may start coming out now from this woman coming out saying this. She thought that pushing aside that we had an affair and we were married, pushing that aside was going to make us sympathize with her. I don't know who sympathized with her, but I did not. Because you weren't saying none of that shit when you were taking that dick and you wanted that CEO position. So I don't feel bad for Deborah Lee. I'm sorry. I don't feel a lick of bad for her ass. I feel like she is manipulative and she is trying to get at Bob Johnson and it ain't right. Because if you was riding that dick, you was sucking that dick while you was married, and he was married, and you claimed you just wanted to get out of it, and he said no. If this man spoke up, he might say he never said that, or he said that in a joking, sarcastic way, and it was not serious. And you took it and held on to it this fucking long and decide to write a book and bring this out now. I don't bit more feel bad for her. I'm not saying I don't believe her. I don't bit more feel bad for her. She may not be lying about none of it. 
but I don't feel bad for her ass because she was she know her own husband. He was she know his got wife, and y'all both dead ass wrong. And it ain't nobody fault but yours. You held that position. If you knew you got this position in vain, or not in vain, but in the wrong way from fucking and sucking this man while he was married and you was married, ho, Jezebel is what you were doing, then why in the fuck? Do you think that we are going to sympathize with you after sitting at, at BT for how long was she the CEO? How long was Deborah Lee the CEO, baby? How long was Deborah Lee the CEO of BT? I knew it. I knew it was the 2005 BT Awards. Here, Jay, I told y'all, I think Will Smith hosted that year. Or Monique, I don't remember who hosted that year. 2005 BT Awards. Check that. 2005 BT Awards. I don't know who hosted that year. Um, but I told y'all, I thought it was Will Smith, but maybe it was Monique. I don't know if it was Will Smith and Jada or Monique hosted. Wait, really? That's what it say? 2005 BT Awards? I told y'all! I be knowing my motherfucking urban culture news because I didn't pay attention to my schoolwork, but I paid attention to celebrities. Black artists, black celebrities, award shows I used to record all the time. NAACP, Stella Awards, Gospel Celebration, uh, Grammy Awards. I recorded those on top of movies like Mrs. Outfire and stuff like that. Like, my mom would have a fit when she played her movie and it was not what she planned on watching or Poppy didn't play it and it's Juanita Bynum on TVN because she was only going to be on that one time and they're not going to play that. That's live. Got to catch that Juanita Bynum. Um, but yeah, I don't feel bad for Deborah Lee. I don't feel bad for Deborah Lee. I actually feel bad for Sheila Crump Johnson because I want to know what does she feel like? What does she feel like about her um, husband or ex-husband's colleague, Jezebel Ways? Ms. Lee is trying to sell a book and in her selling of a book, she's going to use her light skin privilege, her, her 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 white side is coming out of her right now. And she's going to sit up here and think that that putting this man out like this, the least you could have said was, I played a big part in my own situations as well. So when you read the book, I don't want everybody to think that this is bashing Mr. Johnson because I thank him for my career. I thank him for where I went and I did do something wrong to my own husband. But I want people to go into this book um, realizing that these are lessons learned and how you can still overcome it and, and be who you want. You know, something something other than making it seem like your interview consisted of um, coming at Bob Johnson and here's what my book is going to be about. That Bob Johnson sexually coerced me or um, sexually harassed me um, or, or whatever he did um, and made me feel like I couldn't get out of this relationship. Well, Bob Johnson left the company and you stayed at BET. Why not leave BET? Why not say, you know what? I got this the wrong way. My mental is fucked up. It's so fucked up. I'm going to go write a memoir about what happened. And you would have probably got a lot of money out of him. Now you do this this many years later. And I don't know if anybody really feels bad for you. A lot of people don't even know who the fuck Bob Johnson is. I do because I'm up on my urban culture news and, shit, and I'm up on urban culture, period. I know who the fuck Bob Johnson is, but a lot of people and young people today don't even know who the the creator is of BT and is he alive and when BT was founded or any of that. Okay, so her saying Bob Johnson's name is nothing. Okay, that's first of all. Second of all, you do some deep searching in your own self and on your own, cause you played a part in your own fucking, not just him. And to be sitting up here trying to sell this book and by putting this man name down the way you are and basically putting throwing. BET through the mud in it just just letting everybody know they shit one together the way he operated his shit one together you one together you got this job from sucking and fucking so you one together and you stayed in this position knowing that the co-founder was the wife of this man and you were sleeping with like how could you not even have a certain moral standard to say you know what I'm getting the fuck out of this job 
because the co-founder is Sheila Crump Johnson, which is Bob Johnson's wife. Why would I take the CEO position? And even if they were... Um, anyway, yeah, so I don't feel bad for Deborah Lee. I feel like she needs to just reevaluate how she's going to promote this book and not try to bring him down. Because I think for the most part, millennials, millennials probably, but I think for the most part, millennials don't, are not phased at all by the way she's promoting this book. If she's going to promote it this way, then I think it's ridiculous. Okay. She don't be, make it known that you cheated and talk about that as hard and as much detail as you have with the way he sexually harassed you. And as, as hard as you are, are speaking about that, then you need to speak about your infidelity with your husband the same way and tell us that that's in the book too, how it all played out. Cause we want to know how it all played out. Not just he sexually harassed you and sexually blackmailed you. If you leave, then you can get the hell out of here. Well, bye. Yeah, y'all both married. You knew you was doing something wrong. Don't play with that man. Anyway, we're gonna move on from that. Um, Deborah Lee need to get it together. And then I also want you guys to listen to what I had to say about Portia Williams on the Breakfast Club at how much this girl be lying. Candy absolutely said this. I just want y'all to know that she be lying. She be lying. Right. Candy has said this before. This is not, these are not the only time, but this is not the only time Candy has said it, that she be lying, because she do be lying. Portia, what's up? Some of the girls were saying that they feel like you say, you say things that are, you know, not true. Not true. Not true, and that they had a problem with it. The conversation stemmed from the lies that you said about Candy, mm -hmm. about that lie. was going on. I didn't lie. A lot of stuff that she said. I didn't it seemed like it was a lot of lies. What did you say, Candy? You're a big liar. That's what I was. I'm saying. not a liar. Yes, you did. It's been so many lies that Portia has told. Can somebody please call Maury in here and get a lie detector test? I just want y'all to know that she's a fraud. She keeps lying over and over again. I'm not a lying bitch. That's a separate accusation. Um, but listen to what I had to say about Portia and her lies and what she lied about on The Breakfast Club and also her feelings towards Tamron Hall and how I feel about what she feels about Tamron Hall's style of interviewing. Also, um, I have a little bit more that I'm going to discuss right after that. So stay tuned. Anyway, uh, Portia Williams, Portia Williams on The Breakfast Club. All right, Portia Williams did her damn thing on The Breakfast Club. There were a few people that um, I actually liked on The Breakfast Club, one of them being Jess Hilarious and then Claudia Jordan and Jasmine Brand. And I was like, you know what? Jasmine Brand and Claudia Jordan are the two that are competing with each other that I'm going to really love seeing on here. But things have changed, okay? I think Jess Hilarious and Portia Williams are in the top running now because Portia Williams killed it being on there. She made us laugh. She was kind of dingy, not smart at all with some of her shit. Um, but I, I really loved it. I think that Just Hilarious, though, was super funny, super funny. So I'll take either one of them joining. Um, but Just Hilarious, I've gotten transphobic from her a little bit. Um, I've gotten homophobic from her a little bit. But I hope not. Because the way she tried to defend that so bad kind of made me feel like, okay, well, a person to a person to defend it this bad, then maybe she is not. Because she could not give a fuck. But she defends it to the fullest. Kaya, she talks about gay people and still hang with them, have gayisms. Everything about gay people, she do. Gay men, she do. And she always holler about they got HIV. They sick as they in the booty. They got busted out. She stay talking, slandering gay people, but stay around them. Stay around a whole bunch of gay men. So um, that's different. But I think Portia and Jess Hilarious are in the running for 
being on Breakfast Club for me. I love seeing both of them on there. They were funny as hell. Portia for different ways um, from from for different ways from uh, Jess Hilarious. Jess Hilarious was funny. Portia was funny, but in their own ways. Portia's funny in a way where she doesn't even know her words. Here she is with reciprocity. Um, didn't even know how to say reciprocity. That was super funny. I busted out laughing because that should have been something pretty easy for Portia to do. Um, to say reciprocity. Um, but no, she wasn't able to say reciprocity. And smart Charlemagne, ready to help out. Y'all already know he is. He's so smart, uh, so educated, and love to help somebody and love to educate people. So he helped her with the word reciprocity, um, which I can understand you messing it up. Um, but Portia staring at it, she is no way she should have messed it up. Baby. But I think Portia needs to read more. If you're going to be on the radio and you're going to do radio gigs and radio jobs, Portia, you're going to have to read more, bitch. You're going to have to read and understand words and go look up the encyclopedia and read words and shit. You can't be on there and not even know how to read now. I can understand not knowing the meaning of a word, but not even knowing how to read, Portia. You're always coming off dingy in every subject, okay? Social, social, um, social studies, history. And tell the youth about things like this so they know and they can appreciate what we have now. Well, there has to be an opening for the railroad at some point. Because somebody's driving the train. It's not electric like what we have now. <laughs> it's almost hurtful to me to watch her be so dumb. I'm saying the it was it wasn't a train at all. It, they use it. That is just a euphemism, baby. Just a figure. Oh, I'm, thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it was like widespread. No, really? Like you really thought like there was an actual train that took them through? The euphemism for people that are connected together, connected, trying to work their way to freedom. Right. Ding dong. He's not talking about put fifty cents on the train or on the damn public bus, honey. Um, spelling, reading, writing, babies, everything, honey. Um, just, just be fucking it all up, Portia. The Jose Williams Foundation, it's not just feeding the hungry only on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? This is 265 days a year. <laughs> that is funny. 265 days, where the hell that bitch live at? She needs to read, boy. Somebody tell Portia who don't Portia. She needs to read, boy. Here, Jay. Portia's ideal cast. Portia also named an ideal cast for Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, picking all of the same season that she last left us on. Season 13. Um, picking all of season 13. Um, and also including... She did not include Shamia. I don't know why she didn't include Shamia. She included Latoya over Shamia. I don't understand why she included Latoya over Shamia. But she said Shamia. And all of season 13 girls. But um, but yeah, she needs to read more. Portia, um, yeah, Portia um, picks for Housewives. She included Nene Leakes. She did include Candy. She um, she did not include Sheree. I was kind of surprised. She did not include Sheree. Um, but she did include uh, Kim Zosiak and uh, Juicedora herself, Candy, Kenya, um, Nene Phaedra, Kim. Like I said, she so she wants all of them back. Um, and I think that would be, um, I think that would be really great. I think Portia's on to something here. Uh, but I don't, I want to know whether or not she's going to be coming back to Housewives. Um, but I don't think she is going to be returning anytime soon because Portia probably just don't have time for that. I thought she was coming back season 15, but it's being said that she will not be returning season 15. So not surprised. Um, and this has probably scared her away even more with, um, with, with Juicedora and her husband going through it. And I'll talk about that on another day, but Juicedora and her husband going through it has probably caused her to be a little bit more, 
um, you know, sketchy about returning to the show. She's probably like, oh, hell no. Nah. So that the first thing can happen is somebody coming up to my, you cheated or I cheated or we did this and we, no, I'm not going to give them that power. So um, if you want me to stay away, baby, you got the coins, you got, you make what I would make on there and I make what I would make on there. So no, we good. Um, Portia probably just opted out. Um, but a little bit more money don't hurt. Don't hurt nothing at all. Uh, but I do like her picks. Something else Portia was talking about on the Tamron Hall show. So Angela Yee did an interview with Tamron Hall and Tamron Hall was basically putting words in Angela Yee's mouth and putting emotions off on Angela Yee, trying to make her feel more amped up about a situation than she actually felt. Something that I noticed Tamron Hall does a lot. She's always looking for that viral moment. She's always looking for that moment where people would say, Tamron don't play no games, honey. Tamron be going in on her interviews, but really it's coming off as a bit abrasive. It's coming off like you want to get slapped in the goddamn face. It's coming off like you want a mother go off on you on your stage. Like, I don't know if she thinks she's being Oprah, but you're not Oprah. Oprah in the 80s, if she was like this, this is, the difference is, you're not Oprah and we're not the 80s, okay? We're 90s kids and up, okay? We're not the 80s, okay? So, there's no way possible, 60s, 70s is what was in the audience. There's no way possible you think you can do this to people and nobody's going to call you out. Everybody noticed what you do. Charlemagne just noticed. It seemed like somebody there, like he said, it seemed like somebody there said, oh, Wendy don't have her position no more. We need another Wendy. Come on, um, Tamron. And that's what Tamron want to do. But it's not really that. It's Oprah. If you go look at Tamron Hall, she comes from Harpo Studios. She was employed by Oprah several times to do um, reports from Harpo Studios. And um, Tamron Hall is backed up by Oprah. She has a relationship with Oprah. And um, that's somebody she totally looks up to um, her interview styling. And Oprah interview style was abrasive back then. It was very, um, very like, dang, that's that's bruising. Like, dang, Oprah, that's what you're going to say? That's, that's how you're going to ask the question? That's the question you're going to ask in that way? Okay, Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a little condescending. A little bit. Just a, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what... Tamron does in order to get those viral moments she pushes and pushes and pushes when Kenya Moore came it did not take Tamron Hall to play the last time you were here last time you were here your husband was here and just two days later or the day later or three days later whatever she said you and your husband was in turmoil but you were just here happy with the baby let's take a look what was the point of doing that and putting her through seeing herself come in with Mark act happy knowing they were not happy and got into it the next day what makes you feel like that's okay and to do it to another black woman i just don't understand that i don't and i know it's not all about black this black that i know it's not all about that but it is a bit fucked up that she would do that and play with her pain toil with her pain it's like playing with noodles picking them up i'm sorry baby how come like like you just playing with your food or something so um i don't know i found that a bit fucked up of tamar hall for tamar hall to do that to king and boy and then when portia came she was very much so trying to downplay portia's um speech and the way she says things um but Tamron Hall Tamron Hall is a bit um you know abrasive sometimes um you know like 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 Oprah like she's the next Wendy Lil Wendy or something like that um maybe somebody will let Tamron Hall know and she'll see all of this and see other people what other people have to say and maybe she'll change her her way of interviewing because the way she's doing it is just wrong and she's boring anyway. Like, she's boring. Every time I watch her, her facial expressions are very fake to me. Like, her facial expressions come off very fake and phony to me. Like, when she be trying to look serious or like she's sad about a situation or like she really cares about a situation, it come off fake. Or when she's serious, it come off like, girl, please, you ain't, you, you ain't got no power. You ain't scaring nobody, nothing. Tamron Hall is a bit irritating sometimes. 
she really is but she comes off like she's intentionally fake like she's intentionally mm-hmm. oh okay um condescending like um i'm smarter than you i'm better oh okay you know i'm here you're there type of thing it's like damn tamara you you're not all of that okay sherry's show is better if, if you didn't notice you've been around longer than sherry and who got the NAACP that fast sherry oh okay anyway um right on top of her anyway um Portia lying about being peed on like I said um Jay actually pulled up a time where Portia so Portia was on the breakfast club and they were calling they were talking about being peed on and Portia was just being so dishonest like no absolutely not no 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 being peed on is absolute no 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 that's nasty I can't believe that just really downplaying it downplaying the people that was calling in talking about it talking about um butt eating is nasty if a guy eats butt you shouldn't kiss him in the mouth you shouldn't even think that he is married material and um Portia just be lying just like Candy said, Portia just be telling fucking lies and not telling the truth at all. Just be wanting to hear herself talk or something. It's like, why tell such a bold-faced lie? Jay pulls up a couple of clips where Ken, where Portia in the past have openly talked about, or not openly talked about, but openly admitted that she has taken a golden shower. Um, and it wasn't until Kenya Moore started uh, brought it up the following season, if I'm not mistaken, Kenya Moore brought it up the following season, and then... Portia changed her views on it by saying that's not true. It's because she was being clowned about it and she was so drunk, she ended up telling her real truth. When you're drunk, we all know most times the truth comes out. She was drunk as fuck. It was take a shot if you didn't or take a shot if you did or whatever it was. And she took the shot to show that she did do that, um, that she has received a golden shower before. Um, and they were all shocked. And um, I'm not surprised that Portia's lying. Like I said, Candy has expressed that before, that Portia be lying. And she do. She do, Portia. Portia, this is sad. I ride for Portia. I love Portia. But this has proven, Portia, that you be lying. This is more proof. This is not just the only proof. We have several times where Portia has told a lie and she done been called out. But this is just even more proof to show Portia be damn lying. Lying for no fucking reason, Portia. And that's ridiculous. Um... Anyway, take a look at this clip that we put together um, with Portia. I know that would be a lot for some men to accept is all I'm saying. Even for women, yeah. if you knew that your husband liked to get peed on and got peed on by a bunch of different girls and spoke about it, would you feel away? That he peed on them or no, they peed they on peed him? On him. Now, I don't want him getting peed on. See? It's, 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 <laughs> somebody in here said, did you get peed on? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, if that was a fetish of his, I would have a problem with that. That's me personally. Because you wouldn't talk to him. When you got to that point and you found out, you wouldn't even continue with the relationship. Because then if I pee before bed and I ain't got nothing left, you might leave in the morning and let somebody else be on Damn. Like, I just don't. It's just too much. Why you don't believe me? But let me tell you something about a real man. When you meet him, he's going to know you for you. He's not worried about none of your past whatsoever. And if you even and pee? him... Huh? Even pee? Everybody peed on me. Okay, let's be clear. That's Breakfast Club news right here, okay? Is he the one that peed on her? Wait, what? Listen, remember when we were in Miami? Was it? Was she on the boat? That's let's on play the Never boat. Have I Ever. Yeah. Ever Have I Ever. Golden shower. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. She took a drink. Catch that tea. I don't know nothing about that. Leave me out of the pee. Everybody peed on me. Okay, let's be clear. That's Breakfast Club news right here. Okay, that rumor is it wasn't a rumor. It was never a rumor. No, it wasn't a rumor. Okay, well, I'm making it worse. I'm, I'm saying- she tried to pretend like she went down with it, just like she pretended up. like she had never had sex with Block. 
coming up next is what everybody comes here for it's the praise mix the praise mix right here on your sunday flow show the urban Binge radio podcast we will be right back here's the praise mix right here on the sunday flow show you're listening to the urban Binge radio sunday flow praise mix
Listening to the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday Flow. Praise me.
Praise Mix. Oh, Jesus. 
Binge Radio. Sunday Flow. Praise me.
You're listening to the Urban Binge Radio. Thunderflow. Praise Mix.
You're listening to the Urban Binge Radio. We'll be right back. The Urban Binge Radio Podcast. Where we discuss viral topics, hot jams, new artists, fun, and informative interviews and conversations. This is your new stop for the hottest trend in urban culture news. Two shows, one podcast, The Urban Binge Show and Sunday Flow Show powered by The Urban Binge. The Urban Binge Radio Podcast. Listen anywhere podcast can be heard. This 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 is the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday Flow. Haters like, she thinks she better than me, so I try to keep it sweet. This is my new blessing, I just might wear it this week. I know this dress ain't cheap, I didn't pay for a price for it. Ain't the galore real sweet, everything I got I get my life for it. I got the money, demons off me, I'm clothing my right mind. My alabaster you smell when I walk by. I'ma keep them so
finest one show up in style. E wow, sheesh. The media all about clouds. See, so much American violence, killing us dead in the aisles, man. Lord have mercy. I'm even concerned about my This 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 is the Urban Binge Radio. Sunday flow. That was a crazy mix. Thank you everybody for staying tuned right here to the Urban Binge Radio podcast Sunday Flow Show. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Uh, that was a lot. That was Kiara Kiki Shears' new song, Jungle. Make sure you guys go check that out on her new album, All Yours. And um, you've seen the title of the song, The Praise Mix. I cannot go through all those songs. That was a lot of songs. I gave you guys a double praise mix um, since these two episodes are the last episodes. That was a double praise mix. Anyway, let's move on. So let's talk about people awakening to the realization that Christianity as we know it today is not the true ancient Christianity or Christian practices that our ancestors practiced or that they, um, you know, had before it was whitewashed. The Jesus that we know is whitewashed and the Bible that we know is whitewashed. 
and a lot of people are awakening to that realization i've discussed this on plenty of these episodes this season i've also discussed this in my rico lives and on my urban binge and on other episodes that um, i've recorded and i'm so happy that people are waking up to this true realization um about you know um, true christianity and black african um religion and and what we were doing before it was instilled in us that the way we know it today is not the way and so i put together a bunch of viral clips a bunch of clips of people expressing themselves including me um and some viral clips in there as well so check out these um compilation of our clips of people different people awakening us in this age of aquarius letting us know what this truth is knowledge that's what the age of aquarius is truth knowledge and people humans yearning for the truth yearning for the knowledge um and that's what that's what this that's what this is all about and so i want you guys to see this compilation of these people who are trying to drop this knowledge and who are a part of the movement whether they're in it intentionally or unintentionally they are um a part of planting these factual seeds in people's head um as we approach um the truth as we approach what's to come when we do find out um our true 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 ethnicity and ethnic and 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 religion and all of that stuff like when we really get advanced in these dna tests and all of that stuff and they find out who the true mother is and they find out other things because they are we're going to be surprised and this video will always be here to let you guys see so you're going to call me instagram facebook and now on my phone why am i stop keep calling me i'm not about to answer right now lord have mercy if i if jay text you and say I'm, I'm, I'm doing a video then i'm doing a video oh my gosh um anyway so jay was saying and we was looking at um carlton pearson and carlton pearson was saying here jay that the slaves was doing rituals when they were calling on the ancestors and calling on jesus and everything they were doing rituals and then i end up looking up the whole you know christianity thing and how slaves would listen to their master's preacher so the master had a preacher that the slaves was listening to ain't no telling what the master was what the master preacher was preaching to these slaves to make them believe and the african slaves that came over already had religions they had religions before they got over here they just ended up adopting the bible because the white man would say something like um if the if the slaves say what that you know like what that right there you know he'd say oh this book here this book talks to me you know and then uh, from what i read from what i read it would be like the slave when the master go upstairs and leave the book the bible down purposely the slave would pick the sneak over and pick the bible up and put it to his ear to see if the bible could speak and the bible um the bible didn't speak that's that's what i just read and so it, it's kind of like um it's, i don't think that that's the real deal of what happened i don't think that's what really happened but it's kind of like um how how they ended up adopting it it was like a sneaky ease this in type of thing so then it make me want to go back and figure out who the fuck decided what went in the bible and what did not go in the damn bible to make these slaves believe this and not only that what was the african's religion if their religion was not the bible that we know today what bible was what where's the bible that they were reading and what are the religions and what were the religion practices um it's just deep it's just real deep like carlton person was talking about how um they all do they all were doing rituals and how we basically do rituals today calling on jesus christ we're calling on the holy spirit i just think the word ritual has been adopted by witches so now just like you know 
the zodiac signs and, and reading of the stars. And so now everybody who's in Christianity or who's a Christian believes that it's of the devil. Um, the zodiac signs to understand and read the stars is of the devil. Um, you know, all, like to believe in Buddha is the devil, all of that. We never know how God set all this stuff up. You know, like these Chinese people probably are supposed to leave, believe in this person, but maybe God is still getting all the glory through them worshiping Buddha. We do not know. We do not know. It's just so crazy. If you have not watched Ancient Aliens, I encourage y'all to go watch Ancient Aliens. Okay. Not only do I encourage y'all to watch um, the reading and spell, I know two demonic movies, but I also, what is my mama saying? I also encourage y'all to watch Ancient Aliens aliens please go watch ancient aliens you guys will your mind is just gonna blow away okay okay your mind is gonna be blown away it's just so crazy i'm studying i'm studying i'm reading i'm reading i'm reading i'm reading every time i'm doing my sunday flow show i'm looking up stuff and i'm reading something and i'm caught up and i'm taking too long to edit because i'm getting caught up in reading this stuff it's it's, it's crazy you know what i'm saying now i want to know what were the african religions what were what was the bible that they were reading you know like what were the religion practices of the African slaves before they came to be slaves in America, what were they doing in Africa? Like, um, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. And I read that all, all slaves weren't Christians, you know, like they had their own beliefs. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that they were believing not in God. They just hadn't adopted Christianity. It may have been another religion that they were, you know, um, it was saying something that I read said a lot of the African-Americans came over as I mean, a lot of the African slaves came over as um, Muslims. And I was like, dang, from what we hear about Muslims today, Christians just really push ourselves away from Muslims. So did Muslims adopt a different belief, but kept the name? I don't know. Just got to do more studying, more reading. Reading is fundamental. When you read the shit, you get a better understanding, your head explodes, and you're just like, wow, that's how I'm left. I'm always left in awe, like, oh my God. Just like, I thank God for Google and just the knowledge and these scientists and these historians who really study this stuff and choose to put the truth out here for us to know what the truth is. I really appreciate them so much. Um, anyway. I listen to a lot of um, Larry Reed um, and especially his special guests. I listen to Larry Reed for a lot of laughter and he's like a big brother, like a mentor to me. Um, but Larry has some very knowledgeable, um, knowledge dropping, fruit giving people on his show, such as Prophet Manessa, Prophet Jordan, um, Carlton Pearson. And my personal favorite who has not been on Larry Reed is wanting to bite him. But the three that I named have been on Larry Reed and, and, and even other prophetic people who've been on Larry Reed who speak um, in a diabolical way, in a way that is just so, um, in, a, in a just a blow your mind type of way. Um, and so with Carlton Pearson and Prophet Manessa and all these people and so many preachers um, talking about your African roots, it kind of drew me to join Ancestry. Um, now I've been on Ancestry since I was in middle school, high school. I always played with Ancestry. Been had my account for years. I done had my account for many, 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 many years. Um, but I never gotten as far as I've gotten in this month um, since paying for a, a, a premium subscription. I've gotten so far. It's so crazy. Um, I found out I'm Cherokee um, Indian um, by my great, great, my 
second or third great grandfather. So my granddaddy's granddaddy or my granddaddy, great granddaddy. So one of them. Um, and then you got one of uh, one of my great great grandmas on my granddaddy's side. Uh, her husband, which was my granddaddy's, one of his great granddaddies. It's just the tree is crazy. It's just so confusing. Oh my god, it's so confusing, y'all. Especially when these slaves or these um, Native Americans were naming each other after their aunts or after their grandmother or after their brother who was dead or who got shipped away on a ship or you know what i'm saying so you end up getting confused like wait this letha may was born here and this letha may or this annabelle was born here and this annabelle was born here but what ends up and with a different last name but what ends up happening is letha may named her mother was annabelle letha may named her daughter annabelle and so you end up running into two Annabelles with um, the same last name. But then eventually in the census or in the documents, you see a last name change and you're confused about whether or not that's the person, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's really um, confusing. That's why they continuously put a button at the top that says hire an expert. Hire mean pay for an expert. That's what hire mean. Pay for an expert. I be damned. I'm Bertha. So what are you seeing? What do you want to do? Nothing. 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 Well, you can make a few cakes. I'll be damned. I'm not paying for no expert. I went and looked up this stuff on my own. I've gotten pretty damn far. Now, my white side, my grandmama, my daddy's side, um, their their tree grew like a sprout. I added Jay in as my wife, um, and Jay is half black, half white. His white side grew like, I'm talking about crazy. So, both of our white sides are documented thoroughly our both our white sides documented thoroughly but our black side is so sketchy it's so here there it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's like they made it hard for you to look it up and now they're trying to fix it but it's so it's still just so jumbled some documents are missing they don't know why they're missing some artifacts are missing and we know why they missing we know why the fuck they missing but they say in wikipedia that they don't know why they missing or they got lost in the war they got lost in this they got lost no they were tarnished they were destroyed because they didn't want us to know our history we not dumb well jay uh, jay said his is not, hers is non-existent on her black side and that's because jay mother was adopted so jay is unable to trace um her actual mother's um her biological mother's um um mothers and and parents because jay's mother was dropped off at the hospital and abandoned um and, and a nurse or person that worked in this um um inside of the hospital is jay's grandmother that's who jay knows as her grandmother um a, a person a person who took care of her mom um so that is um, the good part about it. You guys can go on Ancestry and you can really trace yourself back. I traced myself back to Native American and Africa. Um, so I had some, and London, England. I have a great, great, great grandmother who, on my black side, who married a Native American, but she was from London, England, and she was actually a convict in London, England in the 1800s. Um, she went to jail, one of my grandmothers, um, in, a, in a mental institution in London left there got on a vessel it said some vessel and huh in the cage got on some vessel um and made it over to south carolina um and then from south carolina found herself in alabama and from alabama found herself in um oklahoma and from oklahoma found herself in detroit michigan and from detroit michigan found herself back down in tennessee and then alabama so back to alabama so let's 
that's a lot of zoop, 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 okay? That's a whole lot. Anyway, um, pay for the ancestry, pay for the DNA test. You guys, um, w w if you're interested in that type of stuff, you probably will, will, will love what you will find um, there. So pay for the ancestry. I'm telling you, um, it, it's crazy the things that you find out about your heritage, about your background. Um, and my family was Creek Indians and Cherokee Indians. Um, and I learned, I started learning so much about those two and, and how they warred against each other. And the Cherokee Indians were looked at by the Native Americans as the, as traitors of the Native American race because they um, got into a treaty or deal with the white men that were coming to impede on their land. They got into a deal and said, listen, here, let us keep our land and we'll help y'all fight the rest of these motherfuckers. And so the other Native Americans felt like, hold up, y'all trained on us, then we finna fight y'all. So the Cherokee Indians were like an outcast group that were um, radical, that were like, we are a Native Americans who will fight and bite and shoot and kill and stone you. And you know what I'm saying? They were really, um, you know, feisty, um, the Cherokee Indians and the Creek Indians and the the, the other ones, honey, Choctaw and all those. Um, but my, my family is a part of the Cherokee Indian mostly. And I have some family members that, intertwined with the creek indians from what it looked like when i'm going back on these um documents back in the early 1800s late 1700s it's amazing to see these signatures I'm not sure i'm like were the native americans signing this themselves because the african people that are in my family were putting no don't know how to write yes know how to write or no don't understand english or um parents not born in this country you know or in usa or or or, or, or township and it's just these words are just like ooh. so i encourage everybody go get the dna and go get the uh ancestry please um and another thing that i wanted to tell everybody hot viral clip number two Look at these clips that we added together. Most of them come from Larry Reed Live and hear what I had to say over this season about true Christianity, black Christianity, and over this past year, 2022, 2023. I'll be right back. So they've replaced your African soul with a foreign soul in the name of Judeo-Christianity. Now we are zombies. Now we are zombies. Religious zombies. So we are zombies and demons of colonialism. Mm -hmm. So we are zombies of other religions. So we are not true to our culture. We are not true to our nature because our culture, it is a reflection of our nature. That is his nature. Now you have changed his nature for the nature of the other. So therefore you have effectively made that person a zombie. So what makes the church yet, the church yet is a zombie yet. It's, it's where people are being zombified. So the whole process of Sunday and churches and congregation is zombification of the Africans. You understand? If you're a Christian and you follow the Ten Commandments, do you even know where they come from? If you don't, I'll tell you. As I've always said, 
The Bible is a plagiarized document that was used to lure slaves into fear. Those which the Christians call the Ten Commandments were nothing but affirmations from the 42 laws of ancient African goddess from Kemet called Mat. What the thieves did was they took Mat's affirmations, personal affirmations that started with I have not and plagiarized them and turned them into you shall not. And out of 42 laws, they chose only 10. As a Christian, ask yourself why 10 instead of 42? The Bible contains truth, yes. But is it the whole truth? No, it is just droplets of truths that were taken from different communities and plagiarized into one in order to control people. I can't believe I have to say this. A Christian pastor recently suggested to me that I should be grateful that my ancestors were enslaved because I now have the gospel. And stick around because the history won't disappoint. First of all, his gospel clearly isn't my gospel. My gospel is good news for the oppressed, not a good excuse for oppression. Second, and this is very important, Christianity already existed in West Africa well before white enslavers stole my ancestors. In fact, historians found a letter written in the year 1619. Yes, that 1619. In the letter, a Catholic bishop was outraged that more than 4,000 African Christians had been captured by slave traders in modern-day Angola. This was in 1619, which means it is not just probable but likely that there were Christians among the very first Africans sold to to this land. So no, we didn't need your bastardized version of Christianity then, and we surely don't need it now. Um, I was helping my daughter study last night for the Virginia Standards of Learning exam, so I recognize that's above your concern, you know, your, your level of authority, but um, I didn't know who to raise my concern to because um, usually I cook and my husband assists my children with their homework um, but I was feeling a little under the weather, so we reversed roles last night, and I saw that what they were teaching my child was that the, ex the, the status of early Africans was unknown, and that they were probably slaves or servants. As a HBCU graduate who knows better, Although I lived in Prince William County, I attended Thomas Jefferson High School, so I was not a product of Prince William County schools, but it's one thing to say we're not going to cover that. It's another thing to lie to my child and say that their history is unknown and that they were probably servants or slaves before they came to America. And I feel like part of this miseducation is a reason for our current country's climate. And the fact that if my child gives an answer other than what's on that paper, that she's considered wrong. So how do I educate my child and teach her that her history is powerful, that her history is amazing? And what her classmates are learning are what they carry with them when they become senior leaders, executives, and feel that it's beneath them to promote someone above them because their ancestors were just slaves, were servants. Right now, I'm working in the CIA as the chief of a group within the Diversity and Inclusion Office and I'm fighting these battles every day to change minds, to change hearts,
to change unconscious bias because they're not unconscious they're taught at this age to our children and, our, and their classmates and I don't know what can be done about that but I figured I'd start with you all because I have three babies 9, 10, and 11 in Prince William County Schools who are being shaped for their future. Before there was a Roman Catholic Church, before there was a Greek Orthodox Church, before there was an Armenian Church, before there was any other church, there was the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, the oldest standing church to this day. So if you want to talk about the African roots of Christianity, you need to start down in Ethiopia. Don't let somebody tell you your faith is the white man's religion. I'm here to let you know when I see Moses, I see a brother. When I see David, I see a brother. When I see Solomon, I see a brother. And when I see Jesus, I see somebody who's been through things just like me. He knows what it's like to be cast aside. He knows what it's like to be stopped and frisked. He knows what it's like not to have a good lawyer. He knows what it's like when they tell you Hebrew lives don't matter. They hung him on Calvary and then he died. But I'm here to let you know a few days later, early on Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hand. And I want to let you know, stay woke, house of hope, stay woke. Know that your faith has power, that your history has power, and this Black History Month, don't let anybody tell you your own history. We are people of power, people of strength. Good night. May the Lord bless you real good. But you are all members of the same race, the human race, which started with Black women between 300,000. Don't interrupt me. I don't have much time now. White folks, you don't like it, but all you are is faded blacks. Every one of you, if you take your trace your DNA back far enough, you're going to find that some of your DNA came from Africa because we all have the same ancestor back there, every single one of us. And those of you who think you don't have are obviously from outer space. Now, that means that every one of us is a 30th to 50th cousin to every other person in this room. Well, every person in this room who considers himself or herself a biracial person stand. Don't you stand. <laughs> Don't you stand. People, we have to get rid of the language of racism. I'm not a teacher. Teachers dispense facts and figures so that they can get their kids ready for the end of school testing. I've been called a trainer. You train dogs and horses and members of the military. I don't train people. I'm an educator. The word educator comes from the root duck deuce, which means lead, the prefix e, which means out, the suffix ate, which means the act of, and the suffix or, which means one who does. An educator is one who is engaged in the act of leading people out of ignorance. In this country, we spend a lot of money on what we call education. It isn't education, it's indoctrination. My fellow rice cakes, I'm gonna say something out loud that you would probably prefer I kept to myself, but we are terrible at self-examination because we are obsessed with being perceived as good.
We are good people with good intentions who do good things. And we know that racism is bad. So we're offended by the mere insinuation that we could be capable of dehumanizing anybody. And that line of thinking right there is why we continue to take L's left and right. Because you can't confront a problem if you don't acknowledge the problem exists. Listen, you are not evil and bad because you were born white. And no reasonable person is saying that you are. What we're saying is that it is a problem if you don't acknowledge what it means to have been born white in a racist society. It is a problem if you're not willing to examine the privileges, I know we all hate that word, but the privileges, the benefits, and the means of insulation we inherit by virtue of being born white. And it's not that we can't experience other disadvantages, including some that we may share with black, indigenous, and other people of color. We can be discriminated against on the basis of our sexuality, our gender, our physical abilities, our economic status. There are plenty of reasons why a given white person might grow up in a shitty situation. But the color of our skin has never, ever, ever, ever been one of those problems. And if you can't say that out loud, then you're being racist. White folks, we have to disabuse ourselves of this notion that to be racist is to walk around throwing out the N-word left and right. That's not what that means. Racism sleeps. Racism waits. Racism is little things that you don't even know that you're doing until somebody tells you about it after the fact. If you could always see racism from space, then we, and by we I mean white people and only white people, wouldn't have been so shocked over the last few years to discover that so many of our loved ones are big ol' racist bags of shit. Because one, racism is subtle, it sneaks up on you, it manifests in tiny ways, and two, we never had to interrogate those behaviors because we were insulated by racism. Listen, bigotries of all kinds often manifest unconsciously, by accident, and the only way we can catch it, the only way we can be vigilant, is to rely on other people to let us know and then to build our experience around that knowledge. If you can just get comfortable with the fact that prejudice is an inherent part of the human experience, then getting feedback about it will involve a lot fewer tears and heartbreak. In conclusion, my fellow Snowmericans, to be good is to accept your limitations and be okay with being wrong. If you are raised and schooled in the United States of America, and you have gone to school for 13 years, K through 12, and you aren't a racist, you weren't listening. Now, people really resent it when I say that, but wait a minute, folks. Who do we say invented everything? discovered everything, did all the writing, did all the reading, people. Eventually, maybe you'll actually say when the teacher says, Christopher Columbus discovered America and he met those Indians here. There were no Indians here when Christopher Columbus got here. There were people from Africa who had been here for over 10,000 years before Christopher Columbus was born. It's time for us to teach our children the truth. And it's time for us to say, Okay, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. People, everybody trace your DNA back as far as you can trace it. And you're going to find out that every one of you has in their DNA some DNA from a country in Africa. That's a fact. To close our Black History Month, I want to celebrate a part of our story that revisionist history has led a false narrative about. Christianity for many is often seen as a white man's religion forced upon an oppressed and enslaved people by their oppressor. 
while acknowledging that to be an unfortunate truth, it is not the conclusion of the matter. The truth is, 1500 years before the transatlantic slave trade and centuries before the rule of Constantine or the Council of Nicaea, there were Africans in the northern parts of the continent 15 years after the death of Christ preaching and sharing the teachings of the Middle Eastern Jew they called Jesus. The early fathers of the faith were black men named Origen, Augustine, Tertullian that predate their European counterparts by centuries. Yes, sir. Now the weaponization of Christianity is an ugly, painful reality that marginalized people in this country continue to feel to this present day. And while we celebrate the historic contributions from white abolitionists like William Lord Garrison and Harriet Beecher Stowe, the duplicitous teachings from the blue-white stained glass windows of colonized temples remind us that the God of the Bible was not the God of this land. But the songs we sung through the darkest of nights or the dream of Martin that shook the nation, make no mistake, Europe did not influence Africa. Africa influenced the world. Black history. I, I need to say this because it's true. See, y'all think these are demons? Here's a demon. It's false. It's not true. Even your Bibles don't describe him as looking like this. And you're forced to worship him with, when you pray, this is the image in your head. This is a demon. Take this picture down in your house. Take it out. Get it out of your consciousness. It is an idol. You're going to Big Mama house and you're going to tell her what I said and say, get mama, Grandma, we got to get this demon out of here. All of the biblications happened in Africa. And they made white characters on these movies. It's a lie. Jesus looked more like Bishop Bernard Jordan, Larry Reed, Manasseh Jordan, Love Prophet Lovey. Jesus looked more like Cat Williams than he do this, this European. What the hell is this? Who is this? I don't even. Who who is this? Is this Queen James? I mean King James' boyfriend or something? Who is this? I don't know who this is. This is not Jesus. It's an idol. They came to Africa. They came up with a scheme to enslave and then, then change what they believe to kill their languages even today. Certain parts of Africa illegal to speak the original and old languages. They, they're getting rid of them. This is what they did. And then they extracted out of our practice, called it Christianity, changed our sacred text by getting rid of many of the other books, made it 66 books, made that the Bible, and then turned God into someone that looked like them and not like us. That was deep. That was some deep stuff. Um, I hope it gave you guys something to think about. Hope you guys drop down in the comment section and discuss this a little bit um, and, and have the conversation about what's 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 real what's true and how you feel about it whether you want to ride along with this ride or whether you just want to stick with the bible that you know and not even try to learn nothing new or or, or take it in just a little bit to see hmm what can i believe because people hear larry Reed say stuff like what i just played with those african masks in the background and they totally believe larry Reed is psycho crazy but what he's saying is some facts to it and that's just the truth whether you like it or not um, those masks are not demonic, but we've been taught to believe that those masks are demonic and that we see horns, that we see witchcraft in them, that we see. And it's just the eye that we've been trained to have. 
um unfortunately anyway let's move on from that hope it gave you guys some 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 thought to make you guys think about it a little bit um let's move back to some songs this is donald lawrence and karen carshier vanessa bell armstrong Don hobbs it's your time ted and sherry thank him donald lawrence god's favor kelly price kim Burrell, and karen carshier <laughs> uh and beasley get me out of here from his out the box three album out the box two one of them and we will be right right back this 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 is the Urban is Binge the Radio. Radio. Getting ready to leave in a minute. But I'm speaking over your life. I'm saying you ain't gonna live from paycheck to paycheck. You're gonna live in the overflow, the overflow, the overflow. Some of you are getting ready to start your own business. Some of you are getting ready to start your own practice. Some of you are getting ready to walk into the best season of your life. I came to tell you it's your time. Sing it for me, you know it. Keep it on the floor, say. It's mighty sweet tonight. It's mighty sweet tonight. I said it's mighty sweet tonight. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me. I'm telling you all that is done for me. Some of you may not know it, but can I tell you what is done for me? I said, can I tell you what is done for me? And here's another praise jam. Way back in 2003. It was back in January 2003. The doctors gave me a bad report. But my wife Tracy and I, we decided that we would believe the report of the Lord. We decided that we would believe the report of the Lord. He said, you're healed. He said, you're healed. He said, you're healed. And I'm standing here tonight. So I'm standing here tonight Ooh, I'm standing up Ooh, I'm standing up Anybody ever been healed? Anybody ever been healed? Yeah I'm so glad about it How many people know it's your time? Oh, just touch somebody and say it's my time. Ooh. Oh, it's your time. Came to tell you, yeah, it's your time, it's your time. Oh, it's your time. Come on, quiet, help me say. Help me say, 
Everybody say, oh, it's your time. Sing it all over the building. It's your time. Sing it if you believe it's your time. Oh, it's your time. Sing it to somebody. Come on, tell them. Say, say, hey, it's your time. The whole house says, it's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Karen, where Karen at? Come up on stage. Mm. Oh. Come on up here, Karen Clark. She's Encourage somebody, somebody. Walk her around. Walk her around. Walk her. Break it on down. 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 Talk to them a little bit, Karen. Tell them about their time. Tell them about their time. Ooh. It's your time. It's your time. Oh, it's your time. Oh.
Uh, we have another song. This is Karen Clark. She is. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys for staying this long um, in the show. I appreciate that, guys. Make sure you hit that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that bell. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Please, guys, you don't want to miss the next time we post a video or go live. Make sure you follow us on the podcast. Add us to your podcast list. Follow us, follow us, follow us on the podcast. Add us on the podcast. Guys, make sure you give us a five-star rating on the podcast and leave a comment. Let us know. Download our podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening, everybody that's listening. We really appreciate all the love and support. And we will be right back. You ready? Yeah. Every morning when I wake Thank you for the bread I freely take And he never overtaxes me All he asks is sincerity And yes, he is my closest friend Sticks by me Through thick and through thin I give him praise and glory For he's been so kind and sweet And now I want to thank him For all he's done for me
always want to leave you guys with let's like something that God placed on my heart. And I don't know. I know I curse a lot and all of that, but I ain't talking. I know I curse a lot and all of that, but um, that doesn't take away from my relationship with God. And I've always been told you're anointed, you're anointed. My mentor was Bernice King. When she first laid eyes on me, first thing she said was come here. And I came and she was like, you're anointed. God has something on your life. There's a light that I see and you're going to do great things. Your whole purpose in life is to tell people how good God is and to pull people to God in whatever millennial way she, he's going to use you in. And I never could understand that. And since then, I've always just, she's always been there for me, always has been my, just, you know, my, my mentor that I was able to turn to for a lot of situations, for a lot of things. Um, Bishop Long as well um, at that time. And something that, you know, um, something that, that God placed on my heart this week, um, he always dropping stuff on me, always dropping new knowledge, always dropping information, always talking to me, um, blowing my mind, constantly blowing my mind, never ceasing to amaze me. Um, so I just be like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like I ain't even asked for that information, but thank you. And just be waking me up. And I'll be thinking, I'm like, thank you, Lord. And so um, I just like to share a little piece of something that he might have uh, dropped in my spirit or moved upon me. Um, and something that he moved upon me is that when you are down, when you're down, you're out, and you feel um, sad, depressed, or you just feel like you want to cry and don't know why, especially when you feel like you want to cry and don't know why, thank God. Thank God. Thank your higher power. Whoever you worship, don't let it be Satan. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus, and we send him back to hell where he came from and shackle up any plans of the enemy. Anybody who's watching, Lord, we shackle up the plans of the enemy. We shackle up any plans that he has placed on anybody's life that's watching. Lord, my life, your life, we, we shackle up the plans of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, by your stripes, we are healed. Anybody sick, anybody going through something mental, anything, Lord, by your stripes, we are healed right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody feeling something, Lord, that's watching this, Lord, remove the demonic spirit that's causing them to feel bad, that's causing them to feel depressed. You have to start asking God, when you don't know Bible scriptures, because I like to quote Bible scriptures. I don't know the Bible. My mama know the Bible front and back. She can say she had to learn that when she was in church, whatever church she grew up in. She like she know the Bible just by heart um, because they had to study that because of the type of church she was in. Um, and they had to recite certain things on, on Sunday and the teenagers and blah, 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 blah. So me growing up in the type of church my mama had us in growing up is, you know, we didn't do the same things. But I still know how to pray and I still have a connection and relationship with God. So you don't have to know the Bible scriptures. People be like, I don't know the Bible. Um, so you don't know God. That doesn't matter. You don't have to know the Bible left and right. Just be open to reading it. Let God guide your heart. Google, what can I read in the Bible that regards that's in regards to depression? What can I read in the Bible that's in regards to me being wealthy and having money because I'm broke right now and I'm tired of being broke all the time? What's in the Bible that regards to me being patient with my children? Not how I can whoop them, how I can do this and do, how can I be patient with my children when they are being defiant, when they're not acting right, when they're not doing what they're supposed to do? That is exactly what you need to be praying and asking God, and that's what you need to be Googling. And then those type of scriptures will show up and you'll be able to go directly to those scriptures and read it. Before you read it, you say, Lord, give me comfort in reading this. When I read this, Lord, give me comfort, give me confirmation. Comfort me, Lord, that, that when I read this, I don't have these feelings anymore. 
that this be my medicine, that this be what I need to get me through the week, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let what I read lead me to the next thing, Lord. Let what I read give me revelation, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Google and use the phones that God has allowed these scientists and tech heads to create for us. Anytime you feel low on strength or like you want to just give up, die, and throw in the towel, I'm asking y'all, whoever watching, praise and worship. Praise and worship. When I tell you I love giving God praise and worship and acknowledging him daily, Jay, no, there's my... Nobody comes before God, not my partner, my mama, my brother, nobody. Because if all else fails, I have nobody but him. And now I felt that way before, that all else has failed and I had nobody but him when I was sleeping at the bus stop and I was walking around with my suitcase. Some of y'all Atlanta people who may be watching may know. Some of my people who watching, some people who know me, know I was homeless and when I met Jay, we were homeless together. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for how far I am today. In the short amount of time, he just moved on my behalf. My heart changed and, and what I wanted changed. I, I began to travail and really yearn for God. I used to lay flat out on my face crying, asking God to help me and giving him praise. Thanking him in advance that it's already done because he's just that big. I already know that when I pray and I'm asking for something sincerely and I'm crying and I'm travailing. Travailing is to labor in pain. I'm not eating certain things, so I'm fasting. And I'm putting my phone down when I should be on my phone because that's what's the norm. I'm on, my, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Instead, I'm on the floor and I'm travailing with my stomach starving, telling God, I thank you for what you've been ready to do. When I tell you what you've seen and what God showed you, he was getting ready to do, it's gonna come to pass. If you lay flat out on your face and find it in you to give God some genuine praise, some real genuine thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just because you curse and smoke, it, that don't mean nothing. When you ain't giving God attention and praise and worship, it's what means something the most to him. You ain't giving me no attention and I'm breathing in you every day. My attention is on you. It's your breath in my lungs. When, like, the breath in your lungs is, is his breath. You wouldn't breathe if God lost his sight on you or, or, or his attention was no longer placed on you. You wouldn't breathe. So give God all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. You have to. You have to. Um, you cannot not go through the day. You cannot go through your years through your life and not give him the praise. I'm telling you, set a reminder in your phone if you have to that say, thank God. Thank God now. Tell God thank you. So that every day when that reminder pop up in your phone, I'm telling you, do it now. Why are you watching me? Whoever's watching me, do it now. Set a reminder in your phone that says, thank God. And when you set that reminder and make sure it says every day, every day at this time, every day, every year, from here to here, whatever you have to put till you remember to thank God every day, twice a day. All he asking for is, is, is just a, a thought. Think of me. Think of me and tell me thank you. Tell, tell him thank you. You wouldn't be driving that car. All these things, I'm telling you. People be like, I don't fire truck every video i tell y'all look that's my background music but people be like i can't see him i can't feel him how is he real he's real okay i don't know how to explain it to you but look at ancient aliens go google go research even scientists have had to bow and say jesus christ is real and his story is real some of it may be fabricated but the man is real and he lived a supernatural man has lived before and his name was jesus 
And my God, when scientists have to admit that and, and succumb to that, it's just like what the Bible says, every knee shall bow. And every knee ain't bowed yet. So if scientists are saying that, imagine everybody else that don't worship God, that don't worship the Holy Spirit in, in the way it's supposed to be worshipped. Or the God that is supposed to be worshipped. The Holy Spirit that is meant to be worshipped. When you defiant and defying God, he going to show up and show out all over your head. Everybody that's defying and defying God, don't defy. Don't be against what he says. It's hard. It ain't easy. Shoot. I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes when your flesh is crawling and your flesh is saying, no, I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to drink the soda. I want to, um, I have it as soda. Dr. Pepper, I've been drinking Dr. Pepper for over 20 years of my life. Over, over 20 years, nonstop, every single day of my life. Nonstop. And, and I'm sick inside. I can't keep drinking that. And I pray that God every day, I'm healthy, but I pray, Lord, cover me, cover me, cover me, cover me, cover me, Lord. Too much soda, too much soda, too much soda, too much whatever you're doing, too much of start there. Lord, help me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. In, in place of that, say, Lord, I thank you. Oh, I want to Reese cup so bad, but Lord, I thank you. Oh, I'm going to go cuss this bitch out. But you know what, God? I thank you. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight your flesh. You got to push back on your flesh. Tell the devil no, because that's what he's doing. He's trying, he trying to get in your mind. He's trying to get into your fleshly mind and make your fleshly mind say, I want to go this way. As long as he can get in your mind and make you go this way one time, he know. You know what? There's somewhere else I can push you to. There's somewhere else I can get you to do. The devil is alive. We rebuke Satan out of the mind of everybody that's watching. The devil is alive. We rebuke Satan out of the mind of everybody watching. I rebuke Satan out of my mind, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We love you. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for everything that you do for us. Thank you for breathing into us, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I love the Lord. Jay, no, I'll just break down why I'm randomly thinking about how good he is and go into a praise because I love him just that much. I really do. When I do the Sunday Flow Show, I'm adding people music in. I can't monetize on that. I let those people get their money. They monetize it and the check go to everybody whose song you see because during COVID, God had my back against the wall and my face flat to the ground. And he said, if you're going to be on that YouTube channel, you ain't going to be on there gossiping, giving your opinion, but not doing something for me. So although I want to give my opinion, I want to have an outlet to be able to speak. I need to do something for him when I got this platform and not be thinking about a subscriber, a view, a like, or anything. If three people watch the Sunday Flow Show, I'm perfectly fine with that. If three people, four people watch the Sunday Flow Show, I'm perfectly fine with that because I'm happy that those people got out of it. If they did, I'm praying that they did, got out of it what I intended for them to get out of it, which was a good praise and worship to God. Thank him and tell him, thank him. Thank you for everything that you've done for me, Father God. If anybody does Right here on Binge Radio. Sunday I know you're discouraged. I can feel your heart. I have a message for you. Kelly. Feeling blue, oh.
so my brother, my sister. Be encouraged. As Pastor Hezekiah Walker would say, because God is the greatest power, you shall not be defeated. You have God's favor. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, now, this one wasn't over here talking to this one, and that one wasn't over here talking to that one and playing around with that one, but they had their minds on the same thing and kept the main thing the main thing, whose name is Jesus. And you can't say his name too many times without something breaking in the atmosphere. And when they got with one accord,
you really want to get caught up. I don't know where you are today. You might be at home. You may be in the living room. another crazy Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in this year to the Sunday Flow Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this season of the Sunday Flow Show. I really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. I really do. You guys have stuck it out. I don't care if it's 60 consistent people and everybody else are new every time I look at it. I'm happy to know that the 10, 30, 60, whoever is the regular ones that keep coming back, that hit that like button. I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. I really appreciate you. You sit here, you listen to me all the way from a from a crispy, wet throat to a dry, dried up throat um, all the way to the end of these shows. Y'all hear how I've been sounding by the end of these episodes, completely dried out. Um, a lot of people don't like my, um, my, what is it, theology about things or my thought about things or the way I speak. I may not sound educated. I may not sound like I have any type of revelation of the Bible. Um, I may not sound like... Um, I am on a caliber that you could understand. I don't know. I don't know what I sound like to you, but guess what? I know that I have a relationship with God and I know that God loves me and I love him. I cannot go a day um, without thinking about him, worshiping him, praising him. I take time to meditate, take a moment by myself alone and give God his moment every day. Like my mama and everybody around me know how much I am in awe. Um, like, I during COVID, he hit me and told me I better do something in regards to him when it comes down to this YouTube channel. So I knew I had to do something, not about money, subscribers, or anything. If I didn't get one view, I'm happy to be able to watch it over myself, critique myself, and better myself. And say, you know what? I sounded ignorant. I sounded dumb. I sounded uneducated. And you need to go redo that. And don't do that, or don't do that next time. Um, so I don't care if nobody don't watch. I don't care if nobody don't listen. I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm, 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 I thank God so much for never leaving me alone, for allowing me to have the heart that I have and the, the, the spirit that I have. I thank him for always just dropping stuff in my spirit. I don't know the Bible left from right, but he is with me. 
and he is constantly dropping stuff in my spirit i'm grateful for the the little nuggets that he give me when i'm on the train telling me to get off this car move over here operate this way operate this way don't go out there you know what i'm saying it's constant you know um reminders of him being there guiding me through life and so um i'm, I'm appreciative I'm, I'm overly grateful and thankful i cannot go a day without praising and worshiping god like i can't go a day so whether you like my style of hosting or the way i speak or anything like that i really don't care hit that subscribe button hit that bell and hit that thumbs up hit that bell so you can be notified every time i go live and you can hear me um check out the podcast everywhere podcasts can be heard that's iHeartRadio, spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, everywhere podcast alexa um you know everywhere podcasts can be heard amazon podcast everywhere podcasts can be heard check out the urban bench radio podcast that's the podcast name the urban bench radio podcast check it out everywhere podcasts can be heard and make sure you hit that subscribe button over at the urban bench youtube channel the urban binge youtube channel make sure you hit the er the subscribe button over there and hit the subscribe button right here on rico live hit that subscribe button give us a thumbs up on the podcast with five stars i really appreciate you guys thank you so much for tuning in we're going to end with a song that i really truly just discovered and i cannot get it out of my head i love it so much um, it's just a banger it truly is a banger this is ty tribute anyhow if you haven't heard it please when we hang this up go download ty tribute anyhow this is the reprise so this is not part one this is part two please check out part one guys part one is just like it gives you just more of what you need this song is not enough but when you play part one you'll feel the enoughness your cup will be filled so play part one and you'll understand why part two is the way it is i love this song so much check it out everybody download it download it download it support ty tribute please it's kind of sort of slept on like b slade check them out Dietrich Patton too and j moss y'all sleep on j moss that was j moss rush on it earlier in the beginning of the show anyway here's ty tribute anyhow i appreciate you guys for checking me out here on the sunday flow show on my podcast thank you guys so much so very much i'm rico bellucci and i am <laughs> you, you're listening to the Urban Binge Radio. We couldn't let this one go, y'all. I got some friends of mine with me. And we gon' praise them anyhow. Woo. Let's go! Hallelujah. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Anyhow. When life's troubles come your way, learn how to lift your hands and say,
Radio podcast where we discuss viral topics, hot jams, new artists, fun, and informative interviews and conversations. This is your new stop for the hottest trend in urban culture news. Two shows, one podcast, The Urban Binge Show and Sunday Flow Show powered by The Urban Binge. The Urban Binge Radio Podcast. Listen anywhere podcast can be heard.